0: Geek shock. Geek shock. He'll like
1: this. What are
2: you going to do? Until it breaks, huh? <laughs> it's working just fine.
3: For now. We already have a plan to get another one in case that huh? one ghost hits up. So.
2: Nobody can hear you. Oh.
3: Oh. Well, he's, uh, he's there, right There now. is a delete is. button. You really should put some headphones on.
4: We've had this conversation.
3: And we're going to keep having it until you put some headphones on. I won't on. do
4: that until you get me headphones. That this is not couples on one therapy, one You
3: have access to my Amazon account. God cool. knows you do because you, you order so much. Why don't you order some headphones that you like? You guys got that far? You're on the Amazon base?
4: What? What? You mean after There's an years? endless stream of
2: packages Amazon at my base. door every day.
4: It's not all like Amazon.
1: second base, then there's like it's shortstop, which is Amazon yeah,
4: base. I said it's not all Amazon.
2: Oh. Oh if, yeah, it's if, also. If a day goes by that I don't get at least two deliveries, I start to wonder whether something got stolen.
4: So, 2020 happened and we changed everything to home delivery, and everything is pretty much still set at home delivery. I
2: don't like going into stores with people. You do know that they now charge you a lot more. So, for people that are talking about trying to save money because of their new house, you know, <laughs> the the extra delivery fees.
3: Okay, let's talk about those fees. Uh, let's Instacart- say there's think- a delivery fee. Let's say there's let's say there's a uh, a fee for breathing. The air. Who cares what the fees are? Because you know what the fees are for me going out. I got to spend gas. I got to put on pants and shoes. Oh, there it is. I got to deal with. There people. it is, right? There. I got to waste my time. It's the pants thing.
4: Yep. And I, I will tell you, I get road rage at the grocery store. I can't. Go Mm -hmm. to the grocery store on busy days anymore. She's not allowed. I enjoy
3: going to the grocery store sometimes because I like to take my time and look at all the food and think about what I'm going to make. And Deb does not. Is not that a waste of your time? Not if I want to do it.
4: But really, you should be doing it because the selection lately has not matched what we've been requesting.
3: Because the Smiths over here is ghetto.
4: No, it's because everybody's having problems getting stuff in the
3: city. I don't know. I went to the Smiths down near uh, Matt, and it is nice. They even have a bar in the store. That's correct. Yeah, we 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 roll in high time over there. Hey, yeah, uh, you want to go grocery shopping? Yeah, let's go grocery
1: shopping. Yeah. Listen, the first that's glug, glug, that's glug. the second Smiths Marketplace location in the city. The first one is all the way north in Sky Canyon, and I went there one time with one of Paul's friends, and it literally was like cheers. You go in there, and I'm like, what? This is before COVID. And they're like, hey, I'm like, what's all that cheering? And there's a bar in the middle by the deli, and they're all, everybody's just around like fucking like stone cutters from Simpsons. We do, like, it was hilarious. I couldn't believe it.
3: I remember the first time we went to the the flagship Whole Foods in downtown Austin. And first off, that's an amazing grocery store. It's absolutely amazing. And I have this picture of you holding a bunch of carrots and a glass of wine. Like, this is the greatest grocery shopping trip ever.
4: And we got to also take that wine glass to the Cheesemonger area and taste a bunch of cheeses for free.
3: In other news, they have a Cheesemonger. Wow.
2: Yeah. Well, on that note, welcome to Geek Shock number 641. I am your substatorgo, 80s Jeff.
1: Maple Leaf Matt.
2: Cheesemonger Vlarg.
4: And Deb.
2: And uh, Commander K will be joining us later. Uh, unfortunately, because of his wackadoo schedule, Torgo will not be here tonight. So. Yay!
3: Uh, and we, we are, was
2: much rejoicing. Yeah, we are Torgo-less
3: today. And we have uh, about an hour before Kirsten comes, so we've got to rip on him as much as we can right, all right. now. Yeah, uh, got something along hour. those half lines. An half an hour? Yeah, half an Ish. Hour. Ish. Do you think he listens to Ish. the episodes after?
2: I don't know. Hmm, we're going to find out. That loser but uh, since uh, I guess because since I won't be here next week um, I will be uh, at something that I will discuss on the following week's podcast but it is something geeky um, what, oh, we're gonna, really? We're, yeah. we're just gonna yeah, yeah, stay in to mystery? Secret.
3: We, well,
4: double, yeah, I know, you can, you I know, can double
2: I know. say secret. what it is
1: and then talk about it next week
4: I know where he's going
2: well there's two things that I'm say actually what it doing say what
1: and then talk about what you did at this said place next week
2: well, the following week, I mean, two no weeks. The the one thing I'm going to talk about later in the show, because that's part of the news, and then the other thing I'm keeping a secret because that's I basically get back into town and then go right to this other geeky thing, but that's a surprise for the for two weeks from today
3: because that's what people want to hear about geeky things you're gonna do.
2: That's that's yeah. exactly, why, exactly waiting. why I'm waiting. Why
0: waiting.
3: Well, even mention it? Now we're in suspense.
2: Because in this day now and age, Barry, you know how things get canceled at the drop of a hat? Yeah. I don't want it to get canceled. But, and then have me go, go, you know that cool, awesome thing that I talked about that I was going to do? Oh wow,
3: cool. It's That's now so an Andy
2: great. story yeah. because, yeah, yeah, good story. It's Andy
3: story it's, already right it's, now. It, it almost
2: Andy story. You're talking
3: about a thing that you may or may not do depending on the weather or if meteors hit no. the earth. There may be a chance this may be the last geeky thing you ever do. You
2: don't know buses this, could fly out of
3: the, the air. In this in the
4: earth and we're screwed too. This podcast occur.
2: could be the last geeky thing I ever do, but you know it doesn't stop me from doing it. Eh. So let's start off with what geeky things we did this week, and since Todd always starts it off with Deb, I'm going to start it off with Matt, <laughs> since I know it's going to be a short one.
1: <laughs> well, did you talk about? I didn't listen to last week's episode.
2: Oh,
3: we we all took what's his name to the doctor. That was a that was his. Uh... Uh, I did I, mean, I did talk
2: about Top Gun Maverick, but uh, please elaborate if you wish to add awesome. anything to better
1: it. Better than the first one, I think.
2: You think better than the first one? Well, well, what well
4: you you're an adult now, and you were a child when the first one came out, so that's probably partially... Uh,
2: well, I would have been four years old.
4: Yes, you were a child.
1: So I would not have gone to see that, probably, at that point. You discovered it later, but, right? Yeah. Yes. So I was probably an adult when I discovered that. So it's soft... Cor- soft soft core porn movie you know because it's got the beach volleyball scene so did it also
4: have a topless beach volleyball scene in it again
2: uh yes it did but it was beach football right Beach football i heard about that beach
4: football football.
2: it 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 was fascinating though because uh in that first one they do the spray spray glycerin on all the actors because they're like sweating in every scene Fortunately they did not do that this go around cuz I was sitting there going, "Oh good, they finally make them look like normal human beings, not people who are profusely sweating every freaking scene." Go back and watch it if you ha- if you don't know what I'm talking about. And the one one nerdy pilot in his yeah. full t-shirt? Yeah. Exactly.
4: <laughs> Goose, right? It's Goose, right?
2: Bob in the new movie. Oh.
4: In the new movie, but
1: yeah. But in the original Goose wore yeah. the, the 80s like
4: tank top. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. but yeah. like not a full It was like ripped away sleeves or whatever or yeah. something. The,
4: but yeah, so, the, the unisex the tank top that they call it now. Yeah. It's the unisex tank top.
1: But uh, yeah, I, li- I like how they went with rogue nation and they didn't say a nation. Just yeah. a rogue nation. So it's got the single red star. So they're obviously saying China.
2: Well, they never or said... somewhere
4: in that area.
0: Yeah.
2: They never said who the MiGs were from the first one either, so... No. Oh, yeah, they didn't, did they? Yeah.
4: I think the point is that movie isn't about politics. It's about... You know the people and being in the military. Well, why don't they just
3: make up a name like The West Wing did? The Kumari that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I mean, it's vaguely uh, Middle Eastern. You know, the calamari, the calamari, <laughs> the Mon calamari. There you go. Are what? you know,
1: the, the Brotherhood of whatever? Nod. Uh, like
3: nod. You want to say nod?
1: No, but now I'm thinking nod. Brotherhood nod against uh, the Global Defense Initiative,
3: the GDI. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the GDI. I like that. You die that I, I think that's in a movie somewhere. Now, in my head canon Top Gun is a like a prequel to Command and Conquer. Okay, we'll go with that. All right, yeah. sure. Why we'll not? With that. next movie, they're going to discover Tiberium. They're going to find uh, Kane, and uh, he's going to be a rival pilot from a
2: rogue nation. Yeah, from, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be part of the uh, the Mission Impossible universe and and Maverick and uh, 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 what's his character in Mission Impossible? Shoot, they're going to meet face to face. But they're the, oh,
3: yeah, okay, so they'll do a little they'll do a CG.
4: They're
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ethan. Ethan Hunt,
3: that's yes. right. Ethan.
2: God, I don't know, I couldn't remember that.
3: They need now. to cross over universes of weird shit.
4: I love crossovers.
2: Love them. I mentioned this
3: before, The Office and Breaking Bad are in a crossover. It, it's canon, it exists. Is it really? Yes. I did not know that.
1: Oh, because what's-his-name comes in there, and like, I got your... Jesse. Bead. Yeah, Jesse, that's right. Yeah. He, gotcha. he, he comes into the office and tries to sell him or delivers weed or something. He, del- okay.
3: he delivers weed or something to uh, Creed. Yeah.
1: Cool. And he's Jesse Pinkman, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So, I did that. Uh-huh. Um, my family surprised me this weekend. It was oh, yeah? my birthday over the weekend. Well, it's actually last Thursday, but...
2: How old are you? I am now... You, you gotta think about it. The, oh, the big four zero, huh? Yeah. Oof. Seems like so long ago. You can no longer connect with the youth. No, not that they could <laughs> oh, Please,
4: four. we'll be young forever
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: until our bodies give out. I mean, just like, that, but just
2: like the song by Alphaville, huh? Forever young. No, not like that at all. At
4: all. All. Forever young. All.
2: Forever
3: all. young. <laughs> or
1: didn't Rod Stewart also sing one? Yeah. Oh God.
2: Uh,
0: Yeah,
1: it's a totally
2: different song.
3: But yeah, it's the same same title. Yeah, you can say Forever Young, but then you take a decibel meter to how much noise you make coming in and coming out of a car. And you see how old you are. When your knees all crack and your sciatic nerve goes out because you're that way,
1: twisting that way. Think
3: about it. Next time you get in and out of a car, when you go... Right
1: there is the the position to pull your sciatic nerve. Right... He just grunted. That's the position. Everyone knows that position. He just... (laughs) <laughs> they felt it, heard it.
0: <laughs> so,
1: Indeed. Oh, yeah. and then uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome.
2: I was Surprise. excited. Birthday party, huh? Yeah, very cool. You didn't show up. Oh, yes, I, you did. Actually. Yeah, did. On, yeah.
1: On. you did. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah. You guys are yeah, still awake? Like One o'clock. You guys are yeah, still 1 awake? One o'clock in after in the after a
3: shift.
4: Barry P- Paulette drank so much. <laughs> yes. yeah. She, she was... has not had that much to drink in years. Years. No. I make
2: good drinks, dude. She was pretty uh she admittedly was very drunk when I got there, but she's uh, kept
4: asking Barry to make her more,
2: really, yeah, That was her first mistake.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Who am
1: I to say no, but uh so Jeff shows up, he's uh chilling there for a bit, he eats uh we made him a plate of food, yep, and uh two thirty rolls around, and Paulette's brother decides to go, let's go to the strip club, so me, him, my sister. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was banging on the table, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Edit that Tappity one out. Tap, whatever yeah. uh, whatever that, that... No, no, no. We're going to leave it in. So, yep. so yep. you're yep. shaking so your forever. So Torgo to be like,
4: this motherfucker.
1: Yeah. And uh, my my sister's boyfriend went to the uh, strip club.
4: Which one? No. Sapphires?
1: Minks, I think. Yeah, Something called like that. I dropped them off. Used to, be, used to off. be babes. Used to be called babes. Don't yeah. even babes. know that one either.
4: I
3: don't know that one. Yeah. What,
2: what is I, that? Yeah. It's... Unless you live in Las Vegas, there's no way they're yeah, gonna But it's off like of Strip Club row or whatever, on the Russell Road, f- and close to Boulder Highway. Oh,
0: so ghetto. Actually, Boulder and no. Stephanie, Boulder so and ghetto. Stephanie.
2: Yeah. Well, so, it it's oh, no, dude. was it ghetto because I could only see from the outside. Not, it looked decent. Not really decent. on the inside. It was it was nice inside. It was okay. okay. Uh, it wasn't okay. like
1: it wasn't like treasures or sapphires or whatever. I right? got gotcha. you. The, girls Speer- in the those... spearmint rhino, which is the like the top shelf.
2: I don't know. I it's been about five six years since I went to Spirit Rhino, um, but it was pretty worn down in there last time I was there. Really? Last time I went to Spirit they,
1: Rhino was during CES, and it was standing room only. Yeah, so there they're like, okay, you can't stop, you got to keep moving. Yep, they so always do that. We spent like one hundred and twenty bucks just to get in, and we were basically just walking the whole time because they're like, oh, all "Why the can't like, you stop?" They don't want the aisleways like yeah. jammed Locked? with people or something. They don't want you blocking the aisles. Because they, they filled want you... the
4: building over capacity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So there's nowhere to sit down. So we're just like walking around the stages. Yep. And then finally, I forget who I was there with. was like, let's just go. I'm like, that was the quickest $120 I ever spent. I would have pitched up on it
4: Per person? Yeah. To get in.
2: During CES. That's
4: That's why. absurd. Yeah.
2: That is absurd. But that's Vegas for you. It is true. <laughs> Everything costs money to get into anymore. So,
1: um, my dad was telling me, Flamingo, where he stayed, uh-huh. they were charging $700 for you to buy a cabana chair. Not a cabana chair, just a regular lounge chair.
2: Yeah, that
0: sounds about pool. right.
1: <clears throat> One day.
4: Yeah, that's a lot. For the
1: pool. And the reasoning, to recruit COVID costs. I'm like,
4: what the fuck?
2: Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. There are, there are, I mean, I can't speak to all the casinos, but I know some of them are doing these COVID recovery charges on top of like the resort fees that they're already
4: charging. Oh, those charging. resort right.
2: fees are garbage. Yeah.
4: And the increase fees just because everything's more expensive now anyway.
2: Yep. Such crap. So that's why I did. Anything? Yep, that's it? Okay.
3: Yep. All right. Go wow. see
1: Top Gun Maverick. Awesome movie.
3: I don't know. I heard Leprechaun uh, 3
2: in the Hood was better. Oh, my God. <laughs> what did you do this week, Deb?
4: Well, so uh, Barry and I were not here last week because we were in Denver for work, for my work. And so we tried to explore the city from a mm-hmm. nerd perspective. We actually found some couple of really cool places. Um, so we were in Golden and we found a board game cafe.
3: Well, for those of you who don't know, Golden uh, is like a little side. Oh,
2: McCoors Brewing
3: Company. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, Coors Brewing Company, but we didn't drink any of that shit. Um, it's like a little side. North town. Georgia. speaking of uh, alcohol, side of uh, did you, Denver. Did you happen to get any of Laws? Any what? Laws whiskey. It's Colorado based. No. No. It's really, really good. Anyways, continue. No, I did not do that, though if I knew that was a thing I probably would have tried. Yep. But Golden's a really pretty town. Uh it's like hilly. It's not in the got a nice little downtown. It's a quaint little downtown area with all kinds of little bars and shops and shit. Oh, so you weren't actually in Denver, you were like Oh no we, we were in the suburbs. We yeah. were in the suburbs. Suburbs. We
4: stayed close to where my office was, so that way I had a five minute commute in the morning instead of an unknown commute in the morning.
2: Yeah, Denver traffic is just as bad yeah, as I've it been is there. here, I've been if there. not I it's almost worse. L.A. bad. Yeah. Almost L.A. bad. Because I have uh, I have a cousin that lives in Denver area.
3: Yeah.
4: And it's getting pretty spread out. I mean, mm-hmm. not as bad as Houston, but it's still getting pretty spread out.
2: Yep. Well, yeah. Because it's like
3: one of the... Um, Big
4: sprawling town. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. But they got a lot of geek stuff. And we found the one geek thing in Golden.
4: Yeah. So, Board Game Bar or Board Game Cafe. And we stopped there first. Then we were just investigating stuff. What's it called? The I don't remember. Golden, Golden Game Guild. Or the Golden Gate?
3: Golden Game Guild, I think it
4: is. Golden Game Guild. Anyway, so it wasn't very big, but they did have a big selection of board games that we could play from. And just like Meepleville here in Vegas, it's $10, play as long as you want. $10 per person, play as long as you want. they got some beers on tap. Yeah, and Barry and I, we've talked about this before, have a really hard time playing games just the two of us because he annihilates anybody he plays against on purpose and it's not fun when you take the full 100 percent brunt of that all the time so but it was the two of us so we were testing out games we did try that first one we
3: tried santorini which was
0: okay it was okay it was 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 kind of boring yeah
4: but santorini is you're building buildings and you're trying to get to the third level before the other person and it's like take Build one, next person's turn, they do one thing. So you're, It's not a, an amazing game. It almost felt like the Dot Game or Tic-Tac-Toe, like a improved, more complex version of Tic-Tac-Toe. Yeah, and then mm. they
3: had uh, cards that are supposed to change gameplay, but it's still the basic gameplay. It's, yeah. It, yeah I, so, uh,
4: yeah. I mean, uh, we tried it, but it was a... Yeah. But the next game... Uh, so, they had the Harry Potter... No, no, no,
3: no. Nay, nay. First, we had the Tortuga game.
4: Oh, that's right. We did try that. So, they, they had a set of games that came in what looked like old books okay and they had tortuga they were all historical they
1: yes i have old. i have um what does the uh, what the hell the witch trial oh
4: the salem. salem
3: yes
1: is it good i haven't tried it yet so but, i mean we, i know which books you're talking about because there's that one there's the black plague one
4: yep they, they
3: look really yeah. nice
4: so obviously we were drawn to tortuga because we like pirates um, and they're small. So we love, Yeah, we are always on the lookout for games that are travelable. Like they're small enough that you can take them to yeah. places. And I feel like sometimes they have some, they have some good ones, but you know, we're always on the lookout for better ones. And the game was slightly complex to set up. Yeah. I like, to understand the rules. However, I do think with like five, I think it played like eight to ten people. Yeah, with it more play players, lot, yeah, yeah that more players, I think that game would have been really enjoyable. With two people, it, it's not. It's no, not no. Mm. Because you're playing two factions, the British or the French, and
3: we eventually gave up. We're like, right. this is because half, is half not the point
4: fun. is you're trying to figure out who is British and who is French, and you're trying to like sabotage things. And when there's only two of us you can't hide which doesn't make what sense because really
3: it, you just open your mouth and listen to you talk and right because you know. the
4: instructions even said for a two player <laughs> game one person is British and the other one's French so it's like hmm guess who we are, are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so but I do think it's worth trying with more people yeah but definitely a cool like party get together game for sure
3: um, but the star like, of the show was the third one that we tried
4: yes which was the Harry Potter Hogwarts battle defense against the dark say arts say that again Harry Potter, Hogwarts battle, okay. Defense Against the Dark Arts. Gotcha. It's long, but it is a two-player game only, and it it's it's a deck builder. It's a deck builder, but it is set up just like if you were in Defense Against the Dark Arts and they were dueling with each oh, okay. other. So you build your deck. You start the starter deck. You build your deck, and you are trying to hit the other person back to the last space. Once you hit stun, they get a mark. If you get that person gets three marks, then you win. I annihilated Barry.
3: Fucking destroyed me.
4: Oh, my God. It was so amazing because I never do that ever, ever. I never voice. win that oh, much.
3: I know. The, the lilt in the voice. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like oh, <laughs> everything. I love playing this game. Oh, we bought, this game. Game we bought the game. We bought the game.
4: Yes. Because <laughs> I <right> won. i giddy. <laughs> I won. I never win like that hard against Barry. It's usually if I win, most times when we play just him and I, it's like really close, super competitive the whole time, which is also fun. It's a fun way to win, too. But it was kind of nice to actually just like, oh, it was like every turn, take a hex Alright, I get another card. You take another hex. I get another card and I'm going to buy this awesome card and you're going to take another hex. Yeah, yeah that was, was how. It was brutal. It was, it was good. <laughs> it's a good
3: game though. And she won again when we played in the airport.
4: Yep. Yeah. So twice now.
3: Um, now, keep in mind, this game is made by USAopoly, who Cut. are famous for making shitty games loosely based on IP. Um, but this
4: one was fun. I enjoyed w- it. Yeah,
3: that one was all right. Well, when
1: you put like 3,000 games out, one's bound to hit the mark, I <laughs> guess. <Yes. laughs> yeah.
4: But it is a solid two-player game, and the box is not very big. It's like a five-by-seven-ish, maybe a little bit a little bit bigger, but yeah. not much. Um, so it was fun.
3: It was not super time. portable, but portable enough for us. Yes. Cool.
4: And then we also tried a new show while we were hanging out at the hotel. Um, something. Bridgerton on-
3: don't, don't Do you
4: uh, think I no. could get him To watch that
1: <laughs> I was trying to think Like Bridgerton something Abbey Or something no. Bridgerton
5: Abbey Yeah Okay <laughs>
1: Bridgerton uh, was. Or zombies. Pride and
4: Prejudice Yes mm-hmm. Okay Bridgerton Pride and Prejudice Yes Something like that But no um, We tried The Man Who Fell to Earth Which is a sequel To the 1976 Yep 1976 movie starring David Bowie Of the same title And it takes place Now for, Yeah Now So 40 50 50 years.
3: Forty? Wow, a long time ago.
4: Yeah, long time ago. Um, almost fifty years, forty something. Oh
1: with God. the with the actor who plays Mordo, or yeah, it was, Mordo. Yeah, um, the guy Bill in Nighy. Serenity. Bill Serenity. Nighy.
4: You mean also in Pirates the Caribbean? Mm-hmm.
0: I
1: thought the alien himself was the uh, the guy from
2: Serenity. Yeah, no, it's Mordo. Mordo. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. So the main the main guy is Chewie. Chewie. Tell. Yeah. If, uh, <laughs> Aja... Chewetel Ejiofor?
2: Yes. four Yes, Ijufour. How do you just know that? Because I've had to say it, like, so many times now that it's got... Uh, I had to correct myself.
4: Oh, okay. But yeah, he plays the main character. And then the female lead is Naomi Harris.
0: Okay.
4: Um, I'm not super familiar with her. I think I've seen her in a couple of random things. But um, so far, I'm really enjoying the story. And then Bill Nighy is playing the part of David Bowie's character. Okay. Um, and they even did the... The crazy eye, crazy eye, thing, he's eye got. thing with him, so that you could tell that he was supposed to be David Bowie. So um, I'm enjoying. It. I think it's a six part series, so we'll see how it goes. But so far, it's good, and every episode's like an hour and twenty minutes, so they're not short. Mm. So it's a good amount of content.
3: Now I don't know how geeky this is, but don't forget we also went to a new tiki bar. Yes, we did. See, we're big on tiki. So
4: I think most people listening to the show know that now. Yes.
3: Yes. Um, we went to a drift. Which is supposed to be the best uh, tiki bar in Denver. Um, and their drinks are very good. Yes, they were. And you can even order off menu stuff, and they'll do it. And it's uh, they had to make a really good three dots and a dash, which is quickly becoming my favorite tiki drink. I think it's the Allspice Dram. I don't know. Um, but they have good decor in there, good music, good food. How's your liver? It's fine. He has okay. no liver. No he no drinks problem. every
1: day. <laughs> Mama
3: beans and a nice
1: key All right. All right. You're lucky it regenerates. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> for now. Yes, yeah. for now. Anyway, it's a good tiki bar. So if you're in Denver, check it out. But the one drawback is that they do not have uh, custom tiki mugs. Yeah. They so they of... sell
4: them, but they're not theirs. Oh, okay. And Barry later did an internet search, and he found some on, like, a
3: aliexpress yeah. or whatever and i was like Which oh these sucked. are the same ones but i did buy a new geeky tiki mug the star wars uh coin op tiki mug i'm very happy about
2: it that was pretty cool i saw it sitting on the counter when i got home i was like what uh yep. yeah that's the coolest thing i have ever seen now geeky tiki makes geek tiki mugs of like yes
3: star wars star trek hellraiser whatever um but I'm not always pleased by the quality. It's very important to have a good quality tiki mug because you can tell when the lip of it curls in. It's not mm-hmm. like solid. It's not yeah. always heavy. So the one, uh, the um, the Star Wars video game one makes up for it in the fact that it's just a really cool shape. So and it
4: looks just like the video game yeah. that it's supposed yeah. to look like. Yeah, which we have
3: in and, our house. And I need to get more tiki mugs because yep. you know. Soon, our house is gonna be ready. God, I can't wait. And that's gonna be the geekiest thing ever. For like a day. What our house?
4: Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> we're
3: gonna have geek stuff all over. It's like geeks threw up all well, over yes, our house.
4: But for the listeners, it'll be you know fun for like a day, and they won't want to listen to us talk about it all the time.
3: Oh no, they'll hear us because we're gonna talk about what new geeky stuff we got on our walls. <laughs> <laughs> Just a new segment. What geeky shit does? Barry and Deb have on their wall. Well, the first thing is going to be lightsaber. Uh, that,
4: that may not be on the wall. display.
3: I don't know. Those ones we found on Etsy are pretty cool looking. Anyway, it's it's up in the air. We're, we'll work on it. I can't think of anything else geeky we did. Speaking
1: we? of star um, lightsabers, my Star Wars lightsaber from Galaxy's Edge just died. Oh, oh, no. What do you mean it died? Like the batteries are dead? Yeah, you, uh, batteries. You can oh.
4: replace batteries. Can't you? Um, yeah. yeah, I yeah. assume, yeah, yeah but yeah. I mean...
1: Both of them are dead. Uh, one, well, mine one. So keep in mind
4: that it's also been, you know, COVID, and it's possible that those batteries have been in there for a long time.
2: At least two years, yeah. if not more. But
4: they're yeah. just batteries.
0: They're just
2: batteries. Why are you so they're sad about, about batteries? Place?
4: Because he paid a lot of money for his lightsaber and he feels like he should get more out of those batteries. That's right. Yep. Oh, well,
0: what she said. Okay. I was go
2: upstairs and get you some double A's right now. <laughs> it wasn't about the batteries, Matt. It was about the experience. Oh, my
4: God. Oh, that experience was amazing. It oh, was pretty cool. Oh, I don't laugh, but I seriously like almost cried. I was like, this is so awesome.
3: I might laugh a little.
4: I know. Yeah. When I get like, even when I'm super excited and I get emotional, I can't help it. I cry. It's annoying. I hate it. Most women have this problem. Why? I don't know. Something with hormones probably. Mm. But
2: No, it's just because you actually have some emotions and Barry is a rock I have with emotions. No, no emotions. So that's Mostly. I have plenty of emotions. You
3: uh-huh. just don't ever show them.
2: Beep. <laughs> boop.
4: Except for annoyance.
2: Beep. Boop. <laughs> annoyance. <laughs> Beep. Annoyed. Boop. <laughs> Blip. Anything else you two? Blip. What'd you do? What did I do? Yeah. Uh, You're going to go
1: do something. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you oh, going
4: to do? he was going to talk about it later, but now he's going to talk <sighs> about what he just did. Well, what did you just do, Jeff? I, what did you
2: on do, Jeff? On two, uh, I did go see a movie. I saw Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, uh, which is the... I say new. It's been out for a little over a month now. Uh, Actually, I think so, it's been like two. Has it been two months? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I forgot time about flies. it. I really did want to um, see that, though. But it stars uh, Michelle Yeoh, um, Kehi Kwan who you probably will remember as Short Round from... uh, Short
4: Round? Awesome! Yeah, this was his first... Indiana Jones and
2: the Temple of Doom. Like his
4: first movie back as an adult.
2: And of course as uh, Data in Goonies. Um, You're absolutely right. This is his first movie in... More than years. twenty years, I think 30. it's like so, thirty. A.m. Okay,
1: I don't know the, the the backstory behind him. So what? He just decided I'm out of acting, or
2: um, he
4: went on to try something I think else. He got approached, didn't he? Yeah, I I,
2: I, I you'd have to watch some of the interviews with him, but okay. he does talk about it. Um, he's always been a big proponent for uh, realistic uh, portrayal of uh, Japanese and uh, Chinese. And um, well, a, a, like Ancient. AAPI yeah. um, characters in both television and cinema. So the uh, you know, I I think he stepped away from acting just because he was kind of over it. Okay. But over, I mean, he also started as a child actor. <sighs> yeah, and he started very rough. young. So rough. did he do a lot of stuff after those two movies? I just didn't hear. Uh, I I would have to look up his nah, IMDb, but that's kind of not. My goal right now, but uh, anyway. So what I was saying, uh, <laughs> the movie also stars Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, I mean, there's there's several people you recognize in here. Uh, Jenny Tell me Slate, about the movie. On How about Saturday Night Live? Uh, the movie itself centers around uh, Michelle's character, Evelyn Wong. And uh, she, the conceit is that there is another version of her in another universe that has learned how to. Um, I think they call it mind jump in the film, where you can jump your consciousness into someone else of uh, your the version of you in the multiverse. Didn't we and just it, see this?
4: There's another show that yeah, does that same thing. The
2: Doctor Strange in the multiverse of
3: man. No.
4: No, I mean but he was physically kind of. moving into there's in a, and out of different universes. There's a TV show or movie that I am thinking of. Sliders. No, where a woman. I'll have to find it, but yeah, no, that they've used that 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 story arc in a. I know thing, Simpsons
2: so. did it once, and they jumped into a universe where it rained donuts. That was awesome. But uh, at any rate, um, and rain and donuts. Her character uh, is. The the version of her character the movie centers around is is not aware of the multiverse and um, her uh, husband, played by Kehu Kwan, i Ke, uh, I'm probably I'm probably destroying his name just, pronunciation just right now. Just try and say it. You're um, uh, Plays her husband Raymond or is it Waymond? Um, and the version of him from the other multiverse comes in and tries to teach her how to do this jumping. Because there's a great evil that is trying to basically obliterate the the multiverse. And uh, anyway, it's it's not necessarily it's an an original story in and of itself, but the presentation itself is uh, fantastic. It is very original. Um, it's produced by the Russo brothers, uh, directed by Dan Kwan and Daniel Schneider. I, I you know. <laughs> It's, wow, that's dude. how it's that's how it's spelled. I don't know if I'm just pronouncing it wrong, but that's how it's, it's spelled. Spelled
3: <laughs>
2: At any rate, um, it's really cool. There's a lot of really neat visuals in this film, like Hot Dog um, Fingerland. Uh, yeah, Hot Dog wow. Fingerland. Um, it's, it, he's not lying. There's a, a scene where there's a there's a version of the multiverse where somehow humans have evolved hot dog fingers, and well, they're that's literally gross hot and dog delicious. fingers. And they use their feet primarily, but uh, anyway. Um, It's normal for them. Yeah, it's normal for them.
4: Just like the paint world.
2: But uh, it's still in theaters. I believe it's going to be out on streaming soon. Um, I'm just not sure when yet, because I tried looking up earlier today to see when it would be moving to streaming. But I would imagine, especially since you said it's now been out for... At least two it's months. It's got to be soon. Because I Force figured Force. It, I Force. thought it was only been a month. But, right. Um, In
4: summer, blockbusters are starting to come out. They're yeah. not going to keep it.
2: Yeah. They're going to try to make as much money off as possible. But definitely check it out if you get a chance. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, the cast is fantastic. Uh, the visuals are really impressive. Um, yeah. Definitely go check it out. That's, that's the main thing I did this week.
4: So the other show that popped into my head that has a similar... Where you can learn how to jump from, you know, your one mind to a different and an alternate reality. Right. Is the OA.
2: Oh, okay. I really liked that show. You've mentioned that I should check that out before. Oh,
4: I really liked that show. It's really good.
2: Oh, it's
1: going to be on Apple TV. Fuck. What? What? Everything. Everything, everywhere, all at once. But they'll, ah. probably,
4: they'll probably also release it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Because it'll be I, for I'm rent. Continuing
1: Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, it'll be for
4: rent.
3: But Apple TV, let's try, stop trying to get me to buy Apple TV.
4: I know TV. it's not going
1: to
3: work. Never going to happen. I'd love to watch Foundation. I'm not gonna. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I've heard bad things about that. Oh but, really? Yeah. Doesn't Does follow,
1: Does
2: follow the books at all. Doesn't follow the books at all. Ah. Well, anything else anybody wants to like, talk about geeky things this week? Um. No. Going no. once, going twice. Sold. Well, in that case, I'm going to turn it over to Deb for
4: News you don't give a shit about.
2: Ah.
4: Hey. hey. Fuck you, Andy. Fuck you, Andy.
3: <laughs> and fuck you, Carson, just cuz you're not there
4: mm-hmm. to
2: defend himself. That's right.
4: News you don't give a shit about. While Boba Fett only had six and a half minutes of screen time in the original trilogy, but tons of subsequent screen time in the prequels, The Clone Wars, The Bad Batch, The Mandalorian, and the book of Boba Fett, now you can enjoy your favorite character 24 hours a day. What? Cross Studio's newest luxury watch will set fans of the Fett back $120,000. Or at least ten fans, because they only made ten of them.
1: There better be a, like a laser blaster on there or something, like a, or a net shooting so you can like bounty hunter. Like
4: <laughs> or made of life, diamonds and phew. yeah, no. The Bubba Fett watch features a wait, tiny wait, version. Wait, the who? Bubba Fett.
3: Are you saying Bubba Fett?
0: Boba?
2: Boba.
4: Okay. Because you said
3: Boba Fett. I, always I like say Boba Fett Boba. though. And right? I'm thinking there's some country bumpkin out there, some cousin fucker who puts on the, the I thing. Always say Bubba. She's okay. talking I'm about sorry. the Bruce
2: Campbell movie, Bubba Hotep. That's different. <laughs> I would love,
3: I would pay 120
2: 120- <laughs> No, I
0: wouldn't. <laughs> Boba
4: Fett. Um, the watch features a tiny version of his, star- of his starship on the face. The hour and minute hands are his jetpack and his rocket, and even the band stitching is the design of his chest armor. Hmm. For the $120,000 price tag, you also get a watch stand that is actually a model of the ship that's the same size of the one used on the original screenplay, The Empire Strikes Back. Um, in fact, EFX collectibles made them using the same mold that they made that ship used in the film. Oh, is wow. the fucking
3: watch band made of Rancor skin?
4: I mean, you would think so. For those wondering, the ship is painted and weathered to look as it did in The Empire Strikes Back with Boba Fett leaves Cloud City with Han Solo in carbonite. Maybe if you look close enough, you'll find some plaster marks from Chewbacca on the tiny... Like retina. when I put
1: the watch on the stand, does it go do as it goes by? No, um. but uh...
4: well. the picture does look cool, but not $120,000 cool. So what you're no. really paying for is the fact that they only made 10 of them. Yeah. And you can say that I have one of 10 in the world.
3: Exclusivity. Yes. You see this napkin I'm holding? There's only one like it in the world.
4: So apparently but that one is yours? S- the same company also but made a Death Star one, and that one was $150,000. And Jeez. they also made a Batmobile one, and that one's only 30.
2: Only? Bigs. Only. Only 30. Bigs, get I'm on just, it, Bigs. Let's go. I'm just fearful that somebody that buys this is not going to be a Star Wars fan. They're just going to buy it because of its yep. well, of limited Exclusivity run. Exclusivity
4: and that the kids are into it, so yeah. people will notice it and they'll know what it is.
2: And it's just, it'll be bragging rights to say yep. that they own it, but they're not actually going to wear it or enjoy it or do anything They with it. only so. got to sell one.
3: And yep. they're going to make true. a huge profit. They could burn the other nine. That's true. That's what we need to do, man. We need to make something super exclusive, put a couple little diamonds on it just for funsies but charge $100,000 for it like a, a real shrunken head of Torgo <laughs> on a watch no don't it, you, don't use diamonds
1: there is a company that, that's false yes. false
4: value it diamonds is. aren't they're worthless yeah. they're worthless really yeah.
1: rhinestones yeah. very them. common no do like like precious stone like an emerald or a ruby or yep. something
4: but no there is a company that will make custom shrunken heads because that's what the golden tiki does I thought the guy right, right. does it Hmm? I thought
3: the
2: guy there makes those.
4: No, it's a company that they have that they oh. they send them. Like you can send them an image or request, and they will make one for you. I would that's take a
2: awesome. Shrunken yeah. Head yeah. Yeah. That is Torgo. awesome. I want one. That's now. that's there's I a design one. element for your tiki bar.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, shrunken, shrunken heads of shrunken everybody shrunken you heads. know. Yeah, I want the actual shrunken head of Torgo.
4: No, then probably called, not going to happen. Yeah, that's called going to prison. Eh, yeah. Eh, is yeah. Is it though? Yeah. Is it though? It kind of is. Is it though? Yes. Is it, though? Do you want yes. him staring yes. at you
1: for
3: however long you're alive? Like, no. No, that's no, fine. I get to no. turn it around. <laughs> when I go to bed, turn Torgo around, face the wall, I go to bed. Wake up in the morning, turn Torgo around. Hello, Torgo, you're a shrunken head. Okay. And so you're only going to turn his head around when you're going to sleep? Yeah, the rest of the time he can, he can watch us. That's creepy. You, you mean you. Yeah. <laughs> and by us, you mean you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'll get your shrunken head and I'll get his and I'll we'll just
2: face each other. So you mean
3: for all like eternity? so <laughs> <All. laughs>
2: like we already do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's the joke, man. Yeah. <laughs> you see, man.
4: News you don't give a shit about. Ugh. For a pretty easygoing food item, pizza is routinely controversial for one reason or another. Most often, for the ingredients plopped on top. Pet-
3: pineapple goes on top of pizza. I, I have no I problem. Just said it. I completely agree. I just agree. said it. I have no problem with that. Who?
4: Do you have a problem
3: with pineapple on pizza? Nope.
4: Yeah, it's oh,
3: delicious. Okay, it is. so it is. you know what? That's Big's, it. That's I think the consen- is the only one of us who That's doesn't. the consensus of Geek Shock is that pineapple belongs on pizza. Sorry,
1: I thought you were going that way with it. Four but... out of six
3: Geek Shockers. <laughs> no, no, no. We're the quorum <laughs> right now. Right. Because Kirsten isn't here. I think he'd right?
2: agree with us anyway. He abstains
3: because he? by his absence.
4: And Torgo Torga
2: doesn't like it, right? And he doesn't um, matter. You know, I don't. I feel like I don't had this know conversation. If it's a fruit or vegetable, he doesn't like it. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> of all the things I do know about him, I don't think that's one I do. <laughs> Whether he likes pineapple on his well, no, I know he hates anything breakfast-oriented, like, oh, unless, yeah. unless it's cereal. He doesn't eat eggs either, does he's, he? He's not a big fan of pancakes or waffles. Oh, breakfast is my favorite. He will, oh, eat, them. He will we'll eat them occasionally, dinner. which is why I always thought it was weird, because he likes anything sweet. But He hates eggs. Uh, he hates like English muffins, which I think is weird because he definitely has a an English streak to him. Of, of, you know, Why does he just hate America? He, well, English muffins are not American. No, but, he, but they're it's not a, British. It's clearly, you know. he hates That's America. True. English muffins, not crumpets are British. Yeah, I've they're still never had crumpets. a crumpet. Well, I almost tried one when you had um, them sitting up oh, there. I love crumpets. Just because I wanted to see what it was like. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not gonna eat their crumpets.
4: You could have. You could have because they don't last that long. So scones are good. I scones. do like a good scones. Oh, scones.
2: Scones. 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 I bet you
3: Torgo doesn't like those no, either. No, it's
4: scones. My my sister's wife, who is okay. British, okay. Well, says scones. Scones. So it's scones.
3: So we made a big deal of that when we went there. Yes. Scones.
4: Okay.
3: Anyway, the point of this so is Torgo's an asshole.
4: Yes. Pepsi is getting in on the potentially controversial pizza oh, trend. Oh, no. And it's doing so with a Pepsi-infused pizza. The named <laughs> Pepsi-roni pizza. Pepsi teamed up with the Culinary Institute of America to to make this curious snackable masterpiece. Since Pepsi, whoa, is,
3: with the use of the word masterpiece, there, let's uh-huh. take it easy.
4: Since Pepsi is wildly known to also enhance the taste of pizza, the brand enlisted CIA chefs to reimagine and engineer a new type of pepperoni infused with the rich caramel notes and brown spices, with the citrusy pop of Pepsi Cola. The unique topping recipe designed by Pepsi and CIA Consulting includes a Pepsi Zero sugar reduction instead of the water typically used in pepperoni preparation, and layers the sweet and citrus cess Pepsi is known for with the standard spice blends found in pepperoni. That's disgusting. Starting in New York City on May 20th, which already passed, the Pepsi-roni pizza party is heading to other cities, including Los Angeles, Detroit, like Miami, New and York Chicago.
3: <laughs> yes,
2: that's it. You know, I tried that and started firing off rounds oh, man like, nope, <laughs> can't handle this. My knee jerk reaction initially was, wow, that's terrible. But then I remember that because of the spices and stuff that they do have in sodas, like um, there's a place here in town that has a, a, a special Coca-Cola marinated carnitas. That's oh, freaking that's good. unbelievable. That's, that's good. That's- different. I I've seen I knew this French guy who used to marinate ribs in coke and it
3: yeah.
0: was
2: actually not
3: right. bad. But we're talking about so, like
4: pepperoni which is like a isn't it like a pasteurized and dried meat already? Yeah. Yes. So, well,
2: but there's there's multiple steps in there. So I'm I'm guessing that it's part of the preparation of the meat before they
0: and encase it, it in like. the uh, yeah, it's it not
2: like. pepperoni's different it's not like super sada
3: or Gabagol. capagol capagol bring it over here. over here it's not like that it's
2: a uh, it's quicker no one's saying pepsi made. pizza over here no no There's no you leave that over there over there over there over there <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm i'm sure it tastes fine i'm sure yeah. it's just we're just reacting to it in the sense of in the sense Pizza. People. No, it's like, gross. Oh, it's like, there's there's going to be Coke purists out there that will be like,
1: nope, it's
2: not Coke.
4: Yep.
2: Well, they I'm actually sure have done studies, which she talked about in there, about how when you drink a cola with your pizza, it actually does enhance the flavor of it. I'm
4: going to point out that he called it cola, and that is because of where he was raised.
2: Yeah. Like a liter of cola.
1: Yep. So so where I was it raised was, then, It was cola or
2: soda. Where I soda. was raised
1: then, so... If you have a glass of pop.
2: Uh-huh.
4: Yep, that's a very north midwest, yeah, yeah. Wisconsin. My Jersey mom, was Coke. my mom
2: being from Michigan always called it pop. Yep. Yeah. And me it was pop. I guess eventually conceded because in Kansas and Missouri we called it soda. Well, and
1: they give you they give her like an alcoholic beverage. Here's your pop. But I will say a, a lot of times I order or a
2: beer in, in advertisements throughout the Midwest, they would put Soda Pop on the signs just to, I think, appease both both, both categories. I've seen that in the, in the grocery store out yep. here, too.
3: See, I yeah. think,
4: is it just the West Coast and the extreme East Coast that actually call them by their names? Because we'll call it uh, soda, but I'll say, I want a Sprite. Or I want a Coke. Well, I y- want a root beer. Not, I want a pop.
2: I what will kind of pop tell you, you that, especially in both Kansas city area and in Wichita where I were the two primary cities I grew up, Coke is huge, like massive in those areas. So regardless of what soda brand they serve in the restaurant, everybody always orders a Coke. And then, you know, if it's, would you like a Pepsi instead? No, I want a Coke. And then, you know, sometimes you just pretend that you don't have Pepsi and you just serve them what you have. Cause uh, the half rules. the time, once you put it on the table, they don't, give a shit but if you if you tell them up front i don't have coke but i have pepsi is that okay no it's not okay no one ever orders a rum and pepsi they they do at my bar (laughs) really (laughs) they really it's we have pepsi products so we don't have rum and cokes my 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 company has an exclusive contract with pepsi so we can't we don't have serve we don't have cokes so you know, you know what, animals, Coke, Coke animals is a, order rum and Coke. You from, should just order Cuba Libre. I will say from all the years of bartending, I do find that 99% of the time, Coke is a much better mixer. But yeah, most people won't tell the difference right off the bat. But if it's, you're an experienced drinker, you, you'll probably notice the difference.
3: Well, I'm a goddamn professional, and I'm telling you, don't order rum and Cokes. Grow up, order Cuba Libres.
4: Do you it, want to explain? No. Okay. You can look it up. Yeah.
1: Learn yeah. things. Or like a Roy Rogers or something.
2: It's like the difference between a what salty dog fuck? and a greyhound. Roy Rogers is cherry Coke. No. With alcohol. grenadine. I'm right? oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Grenadine. And, and grenadine, which is actually pomegranate, not cherry.
4: And not the sweet, cheap, not really cherry cherry yeah. thing that we serve in most places now.
2: Yep. So
1: that's
3: a Roy Rogers.
0: Okay. All right.
4: Okay. And in news you don't give a shit about, but Deb does.
3: Oh, God. Uh-oh. Bridgerton, part 20. The yeah, Abbey, The, the verse, The what verse? Grishaverse.
4: Grishaverse.
3: What is it? What's the Grisha? I have
4: talked about this. Let me tell my story. <laughs> the Grishaverse, which I have talked about before,
0: uh-huh.
4: is a fun-filled world of power, ingenuity, love, hate, passion, all those other traits most people attribute to a beloved character series. But it was thought, with the publication of *Rule of Wolves*, which was published in twenty twenty one, the second book in the second duology series by author Lee Leigh- Lee Bardugo, that the world of the Grishaverse may have had its finale. Now, as a reminder, for those of you who have watched the Netflix series *Shadow and Bone*, that is the first of the Grishaverse novels. Okay. She has written.
1: See Shadow seven. and Bone.
4: She's written seven novels. So the trilogy, which is the shadow and bone trilogy, and then two duologies. So two separate sequel books oh, okay. um, that happen in the same universe. Um, and like I mentioned before in the Netflix show, they've actually combined some of the characters from the first duology with the original book series, which doesn't quite feel right to me, but we'll see how that goes. Um, cause they've already, they're already doing a season two. So we'll see what season two is like. Um, But yes, so for those of us who really love this world and her book series, we thought that maybe with the release of Rule of Wolves, that it would be the last. But worry no more. The author feels that with the Netflix series and the production of which she's involved, it seems like the right moment to take a step back and possibly work on other projects, although another Grishaverse book cannot be ruled out. There are so many stories I want to write and worlds I want to explore. I have every intention of returning to the Grishaverse. I just don't know when. So I wrote Rule of Wolves as a finale of A Farewell for Now. Later this fall, Lee is in, cal- in collaboration with new talent Danny Pendergast. A prequel comic book will be released about the early years of the Darkling. So for those of you who are familiar and or watched the show Shadow and Bone, the Darkling is the, the evil bad guy in the series. Um, so this prequel novel or prequel comic is about his early years. So when he was actually his first life and for those of you who read these books will know what I'm talking about the man who created the fold and created mass chaos in the world for hundreds of years to follow so for those of us verse lovers we might be sated for now but we all know there was so much more to the world lee has created and we can't wait for another tidbit of what might be in store all right cool so yeah i'm very excited for this graphic novel um and you have to so for anybody who's interested in taking a peek um she does have some of the art from the graphic novel on her website um, I really do like this artist's style. For me, comic books are half the art. Like I need to appreciate what I'm looking at to also appreciate reading the story. so it can't just be all story with crappy graphics. Yeah. Um, the art is done really well. I really like it. Um, but you do need to you do need to kind of read more of the books than just watching the show to get any of the Darkling story. So gotcha. It's for us Ascraciaverse lovers, yay!
2: Would I like it?
4: No, you would not.
2: Okay, it's, it's a period piece. Oh, no, it's uh, not. I don't know. It's magic, Barry, You don't <laughs> it's magic like, and power. You don't like anything. So that you, you answered your own question.
4: I will say, actually, you would appreciate the first duology characters in the books because, like I said, they introduced a few of them in this TV show. But the way she wrote them in the, you would actually appreciate them because literally they're just a gang, a gang of like thieves and and, miscreants and um, they're pretty intelligent in some of the things that they end up doing and getting away with. So it's okay. not about a romance, which is kind of like the first trilogy is kind of about a romance.
3: Is it about a bunch of people who really should be telling each other things, but they haven't, and the the, uh, the omission of knowledge uh, causes drama? Because I am tired of that trope. That's oh, like you mean always. Flash? Yeah, Flash. It's
1: like everything.
3: I'm not going to tell
1: her, and then that's the whole season. Stupid. Um, don't,
4: don't talk about anything that passed, uh if it's more recent than 2019. Cause no, I haven't watched, I haven't it. watched anything. It since is. Then, okay.
2: It is so. fascinating the number of TVs and TV shows and movies that one simple sit down conversation between two characters would eliminate ninety percent of the drama that goes on yeah. in that movie. Oh yeah, Stranger Things or TV show. Yeah. You know, all that same no, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I. Well,
4: but they also are teenagers, and that's part of being a freaking teenager. No. I,
2: I don't remember. You know, no. Stranger
4: Things. I
2: I really have not been able to recapture the feeling of that very first season in yeah. any of the subsequent seasons. I I couldn't make it even through season two. I just really? I just lost interest. Wow. I just I I got like four episodes in. I was just like meh. And I always meant to go back and finish it out, see if it finished stronger than it was starting. But at the end of the day, it was just like okay, well, here we are now. There's season four and. It's not getting rave reviews. No, and I'll tell you why. We're like, but what, four, four,
3: five episodes four, in? Four. four. And it seems like all the... I'm not going to spoil anything, but it seems like all the character development that they've built up over the last three seasons, uh, they threw it out the window and made these characters tarted hmm. I can't I, I can't deal with it. I'm
2: going to watch it just because...
4: Okay, so going to
2: hate watch it? That's
3: yeah, he, hate he is, watch it. And,
4: and he has made this comment after every episode we've watched so far, and I keep telling him because he doesn't remember what happened at the end of last season.
3: What, did they all become dumb? No. It was th-
4: the trauma and what happened at the end of last season. I'm not going to give it away in case people haven't seen it.
3: Trauma doesn't make you dumb. They're nope.
4: teenagers who went through severe fucking trauma.
3: That's not how they're acting. Or how it's written. Whatever. Anyway, don't want to spoil anything. You may, Your mileage may vary. I... I think
4: part of it is because you don't have like, you never connect emotionally with TV or movies. Spoiler ever.
2: alert, Deb and Barry don't agree on us. On, us, on uh, things we'll to watch. Us you're daddy, you're fighting. <laughs> things to watch or I read. different points
1: of view on the same thing. That's Listen, awesome. Listen, it's time to be nice. Then it's time not to be nice. We both yeah, don't, don't like know. Matt. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Then it isn't. Then you know be nice. I don't know what the fuck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you just butchered that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he repeatedly
2: butchers that <laughs> brutal butchery. Whoa. Anything else, Deb?
4: Nope. That
2: All right. It. Well, in that case, we're just flying through this episode. I like it. We
4: Street,
1: can
2: streamline.
0: Hey.
2: Oh. Well, you know, we're not really flying through. We're we're almost an hour into the podcast. Yeah. We so are. it's just. Uh, Message Kate. Say, Don't even bother he... to show up. <laughs> yeah, and you say that, and like he's gonna walk right in the right door. I know, door. I
0: know.
2: All right, we can geek. Will Arnett is most certainly down to clown for Peacock's forthcoming twisted metal television series. The actor, known for roles in Arrested Development and the Lego Batman movie, has boarded the show to voice one of the most iconic antagonists from the video game series Sweet Tooth. He's a Hulking, chaos loving, rage-filled, and clown mask wearing psychopath, who enjoys riding around the post apocalyptic wasteland of Lost Vegas. That's not a mispronunciation. In a tricked out doomsday ice cream truck. Arnett, who also serves as executive producer and his Electric Avenue Banner with Mark Forman, uh, producing partners originally acquired the screen rights to the source material and put the project together alongside fellow EPs Asad Kizilbash and Carter Swan of PlayStation Productions. You're just put. You're just stringing syllables together. Nope. Q-I-Z-I-L-B-A-S-H. Holy crap, I thought Kirsten's name was hard. Uh, Cobra Kai veteran uh, Michael Jonathan Smith is on board as writer, showrunner, and executive producer. Anthony Mackie leads the cast as John Doe, a motormouth delivery man yearning for a sense of community who teams up with a badass car thief named Quiet voiced by Kanto uh, and Brooklyn 9 Stephanie Beatrice, for a rip-roaring road trip at the end of the world. Along the way, they'll cross paths with dangerous marauders like Sweet Tooth and no-nonsense highwayman Agent Stone, uh, Spider-Man No Way Homes, Thomas Hayden Church. Screen alumnus Neville Nev Neville (laughs) Nev Campbell (laughs) will
3: guest star in the role of Raven. I like it. Neville Longbottom
2: Uh, crossing over with the Twisted Metal universe (laughs) will guest star as the role of Raven, though no details about her character have been released as of yet. Uh, Mackie is also an executive producer, as are Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, co-producers. Excuse me, co-writers of *Zombieland* and *Deadpool*. Jason Spire from Inspiring Entertainment, Peter. Prince from Artists First and Herman Holst, head of PlayStation Studios. We are thrilled that our first series with our good friends at Peacock is with our amazing partners at Electric Avenue, Universal Television, and colleagues at PlayStation Productions. Jeff Frost, president of Sony Pictures Television, and Jason Claude Felter, co-president of Sony. P- 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 A- sony pictures television studios said in a joint statement when peacock scooped up the title earlier this year michael jonathan smith and Rhett and paul have ingeniously brought this high action comedy to life and we are so fortunate to have anthony at the center of this show we look forward to this incredible team blowing audiences away with this twisted and inventive concept just throwing names at me man it doesn't
3: mean shit let me tell you about Twisted Metal, and I think I may have said this before. This is a popular game back in the day, the day being like 20, 25 years ago. They made a couple of them or whatever. I don't know how many they made, but I do remember it was not a universally beloved game, but it was popular at the time. Uh, I don't know who any of these characters are. No one's going to know. They could literally put anything in there, and people would be like, all right, fine, whatever. Nope. It's a movie. You'll
2: find out in the near
3: future, Uh, Peacock has yet to announce a fixed premiere date. Well, it's going to premiere on my free to watch Amazon Prime or Netflix, because I don't think
2: I'm going to see that. Speaking of Sony, they have revealed that they are planning to finally wind down the PlayStation 4. First released back in 2013, the PS4 has gone on to become not only one of Sony's most successful consoles, but it's also become one of the top-selling video game platforms ever. Despite this, Sony is now looking to sell the PS5 as its primary hardware, which means that the PS4 is naturally coming to an end. Now, thanks to new guidance from Sony, we have an idea of when the PS4 may officially be going away. Outlined in Sony's latest financial presentation, it was made clear that games for PS4 will be gone by 2025. This doesn't mean that legacy PS4 games will no longer be purchasable, but Sony is clearly planning to be done with releasing new titles on the platform by this time. Instead, by 2025, Sony is projected that the majority of its revenue associated with games will stem from PlayStation 5, with titles on PC and mobile also bringing in the other half of its income. As a whole, this obviously shouldn't be surprising, given that PS5 will be Sony's main focus for the years to come. Still, it's worth stressing that at the very moment, the PS4 plat- is a platform that Sony is still manufacturing and releasing games for. In fact, this year's biggest PlayStation game, God of War Ragnarok, is still expected to release on PS4 whenever it does arrive. At some point in the years to come, Sony will likely end up making a bigger announcement related to the PS4 and the official end of its life cycle. As we've now been informed, though, this announcement should end up coming about before 2025 rolls around, so be sure to prepare accordingly. What does that mean, prepare accordingly? Buy uh, a PS5? I, well, I mean... Yeah, you can I, find I, one. Yeah. Most uh, PS4 titles are backwards compatible <laughs> on the PS5, so if you have the hard... I think what they're trying to say, is preparing accordingly, is you can still keep your catalog, but you want to upgrade your hardware to the PS5 uh, because at a certain point, you're going to have PS5 titles only, and if you want to be able to play both titles, you'll need a PS5. I think that's what they're trying I, I'd to agree.
1: Say. I agree with that decision because take all the resources you have PS4 and just shove it all on PS5. Right. That's all but I, I do need.
4: think, I mean, pre-COVID, it yeah. was, they did switch faster. So once they released yeah. a new console, they really did fade out making games for the old one right. pretty quickly. I think part of the reason why they've kept it so long is because... People are having a really hard time finding them they can't even the people who have wanted one since they first came out still are having issues like i know people who've tried like my sister's husband is obsessed with playstation that's all they play yeah and he tried for over a year to get one
2: i got mine um back in november it didn't get delivered till like almost before christmas but um one and the i box over there. Huh? The one in no, the box he's unpacked over? It? No, He's oh, played I've, it. I've played She's it. Played that's, it. I've, oh, that's right. Um, that's one of the things that I've liked about it so far is that the majority of the titles that you buy on PS4, if there's a version for the PS5, you get a free upgrade to it. So uh, when I bought uh, Horizon Forbidden West, when I popped it in the first time, it said there's a PS5 version of this. Do you want to download it? And I said yes. So... Um, it downloaded the, the PS5 version with the upgraded graphics and everything onto the PS5. Uh, so when I eventually do get a 4K TV, yes, I'm one of the few that still have a 1080p TV that I'm gaming on. Don't hate me. Um, Who cares? When I do eventually get that, um, I'll have the even further upgraded graphics. But um, it also runs a bit faster than the, uh, the PS4 version from um, what I've gathered uh, from talking to friends that don't have a PS5 yet that are running it on the PS4 hardware. So. Who are these purists that
3: need to absolutely need to play on a 4K over a 1080?
2: I mean, well, uh, really? you know what? There's hardcore gamers that that that's their whole thing is, you know, highest quality, highest frame rate, etc., you know, it's if it's not the well, I mean, look at PC gamers. How often do PC gamers frequently refresh their you know their hardware inside their, their they don't just buy a a PC a uh, uh, a PC set up for gaming and then just go oh this will be good for me for the next 10 years they're putting a new graphic card in every few years putting more memory in etc well
4: unless you're like me and bought a Razer laptop and you can't really well you can't those upgrade things. it yeah and it's yeah. dying a very annoying death
3: dying a death well i'm going to be that guy cuz i prefer a laptop i need to be able to move my computer around
4: right but you don't you also don't play super heavy graphic computer games i would but you tend to play more of those on the console on like the xbox and stuff
3: oh yeah just because i have an xbox game pass and i get a lot of good games on that yeah like skyrim
1: i don't know man i'm 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 all nintendo switch because i like just sitting anywhere i want playing on that thing
4: i'm not gonna lie there's been a couple of times with as much traveling as i've been doing for work lately where i'll see someone on the plane with it and i'm like i miss my psp because I used to have a PSP and I could watch movies yeah and was play fun. games yeah I actually still have it I just don't know if it'll
2: I never got the follow up one but the, the, the PSP that had the uh, the little disc drive in it I actually really liked that thing a lot um, you could download movies onto the memory card you could you know play those games and then you could down, some games you could download onto the memory card yeah so
1: yeah um steam valve company behind steam is coming out with a steam deck yeah so i think it's already out isn't it early it's, access it is
2: already out um it's currently only the portable version because they keep talking about the uh the dock that they're going to have for um home use and you basically just just like you do with the nintendo the switch, switch you yeah, just yeah, slide it in. plug so it in and then so you can game on your tv See. Uh, yeah it's it's kind of in that same vein. they so Do you it's play, not you out play yet? anything
1: on your Steam library? No,
2: so so we play cool. a lot on Steam, actually. No, I mean, like the Dock or whatever. Yeah. The Dock is not out yet, but the Steam Deck itself is out. Oh, um, that comes Half-Life 3. If, you can find, find Half Life if it, you can if find, you can it. find it. If you can find it. The reviewers have been really harsh on the hardware, though. They're saying it's not the greatest hardware. And apparently, even through Steam, not every game that you download functions on it. Huh. So you have to like there's certain compatibility modes you have to play around with
4: partnered with to build it because that's the other side right it's like it's all these other gaming be, companies yeah. that's what they do they make the consoles themselves it's steam is i,
2: I can't i can't say with 100 certainty but i swear i remember reading that they decided to make it linux based which is part of the main reason why not every game worse. functions on it currently yeah and then you have to put it in certain compatibility modes to run other hardware uh, other games on it so what companies do uh
1: let's go linux <laughs>
4: It reminds me of the eighties. I mean, that was a bigger thing in the eighties and early nineties. For some reason, Linux was really popular. Like my dad insisted, so you could use Word Perfect, but you couldn't use Microsoft stuff because Microsoft products wouldn't work on a Linux machine. So you had to do different software, which you can't even buy anymore. I don't even think it right. exists.
2: Emulator no, Linux is still around, but it's Linux is, but yeah. like Word Perfect. Oh yeah, you know, know. yeah, no,
4: Word Perfect. Their fell, version the of way, Excel, I don't remember what it was called, but yeah,
2: Word Perfect was crap when
3: it came out.
4: That's what I grew up using, though, for school.
3: Mm.
5: Well, I like turtles. Well, look like who turtles? fucking
2: decided to show up. <laughs> yep, one hour and two minutes in. how How was your uh, How was your day, Kirsten?
5: Long. All the days are long. <laughs> it's long. It's paying all right, but it's long. So long and hard uh yeah but also tired so you know that doesn't help long and hard when it's sure, tired
2: that's
0: nope. true so How many more days
5: um well actually it's kind of funny the way things shook out i have tomorrow off oh. so nice. then it'll be friday through friday oh goodness so and then that's a lot of
4: and, days of early voting
5: yeah yeah two weeks two full weeks wow and for for this uh For this polling station, because there are some that have different schedules, and then um, any
1: red hats come in. Yeah, well, they're not allowed to wear those,
2: right?
5: Uh, (laughs) yeah, nothing specific. Yes, you know, um, it's uh, it has been funny. We've had one guy who's definitely he's working on testing the system, Mm. and he's he actually tested the patience of a supervisor, my boss, and then my companion that I work with. And it was really funny because i finally got him uh to agree to vote mm-hmm. but he's doing he, you know well first of all just so everyone understands this is uh the no no the nevada primaries so this isn't specific elections um
2: yeah it's it? party specific where you're nominating right. uh, or you're electing who is going to be Representative for your individual right, right. parties, and unless you're like me, who is independent, and I don't get to vote for any of that shit. America that's why I changed uh, Democrat because I had
0: the same problem.
5: America, uh, listen to me say America. Nevada America. has uh, in America. recently instituted the primaries because we were a caucus for a while. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, and uh, we're closed primaries, so you you come in if you're registered, you will get a ballot of all the nonpartisan. Yep. Uh, primary election, uh, which is kind of weird because that's yeah. just like election before election, and so many of them are single yeah. candidates. Running unopposed. Uh, yep. Judges, uh, you know, nonpartisan judges and stuff. But if you're registered Republican, you can vote in the Republican primary. If you're registered Democrat, you can vote in the Democratic primary. And so this guy who is, you know,. Uh, this guy who is doing uh, all this, uh, ah, I don't want to sign this. I don't know where this goes. I don't know what's going on. And, you know, he's talking about the electronic signing because we use mm. a system Just called... Just be honest. You sell it to pattern. China. Yeah. yeah. So it was really funny. I actually ran him through all of his challenges and all of his I don't like this um, point by point, And he finally agreed it to vote. But he had registered Democrat because he was testing the system. Mm. So, so he was, uh, um, <laughs> when it came time to do his signature verification, he like holds up the stylus where he's going to write on the tablet because we're using Apple tablets, tablets oh, for our boy. pull pads. And uh, he holds up his stylus and goes, I've been practicing. All of my signatures look different. And he, and then he, and and it. This is the second day he came in because he came in the day before just to talk law, and challenge who can oh, do what boy. and stuff. Oh, boy. He sounds
3: like a.
4: Winner. Can I just tell oh, you? It, I feel like there's a lot more people like that here in Nevada because yeah. when I worked for the county a long time ago, we would always get because we had public meetings on things. You'd always get those one or two people who would come every single one. And they would bring up their topic even though it had nothing whatsoever to do with the meeting at hand and the agenda. But they were always come in and want to. How close was it
3: to the to the county meetings or whatever from Parks and Rec?
4: Um, more organized, but still like you get to a point where you're just like what do we do? I'm always
2: amused by the people that want to talk your ear off about the law. And you can tell, usually within one sentence, that they're completely ignorant of it. It's their interpretation of what they believe the law should be. He
5: would hold out a printout. Yeah. Like, Nevada revised statute, blah, blah, blah. And he would be like, okay, see, I don't want to sign this because it says here, voter signs the roster. Where's the roster? And I'm like, sir, this this is an electronic... Roster. This pole pad is an electronic roster. And he's like, Yeah, you know, and it was funny because every time I'd meet one of those points, he would move on to the next one. And it was really weird because he was not a direct asshole. He actually came across as kind of concerned. He was polite, though. He even said, You guys actually have a nice facility here. We're, we're We're a tent he's like for that that this kind of setup you guys have got a really nice one and he was always nice to us he always said thank you for your time sure and stuff like that but he was also always just pushing pushing on his uh, his little things and he kept going back to you know we don't know what's going on pennsylvania right the the law says put dates on the on the mail-in ballots but then the the court says no you don't have to do that so nobody knows what's going on because of the gig you have to engage with this guy well yeah i mean basically it's it's he's not
4: like putting anybody in danger right
5: and he's asking questions so we're answering questions and eventually you get to a point where it's sort of like i i can't okay we've hit an impasse and i can't really help you anymore and it was really funny cuz he went through my my supervisors and uh, and my partner uh, i call him my partner the guy who brought me into this but it was really funny cuz in many ways i was drawing on my experiences as a lead from star trek and everybody drink and dealing with people who are just like you know being obstinate or looking for that free ride or you something you get those at disney too oh I just have yeah to deal with them there. and it, it it's so, but this guy, he finally voted. And it was really funny because we looked at his signature. It actually kind of matched the electronic, uh, what, what he had to verify with. So we we're like, you're good to go. And he was like, yeah, you know, blah, 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 this and that, this and that. And I mean, you know, my signature is different, but you guys just pass me on through because I'm registered Democratic. and and the, the So, yeah,
1: that's what we did. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're right, <laughs> and sir.
5: It's just like yeah no sir it actually kind of it kind of look and then he went and voted and it was like okay so that was just it but other i mean i am been amazed at actually how courteous people have been was this
3: was this the middle of the day yeah it's a wednesday who has that kind of time
5: uh well retirees it, retirees Ugh. and he's retired and he just sits there and obviously listens to all the conspiracy why things we're at where we're at
3: yeah when you when he drove know? away
5: did you hear am radio uh, <laughs> she, I didn't hear, I don't, I don't know what he listened to, so you don't know, but it's funny. We had one person who, for the first time, became angry, and it was really funny. She, uh, she actually, um, was giving the, uh, the poll worker who's, who's, uh, sort of getting her prepped for voting, she's giving her a bit of a hard time, and she's actually, she didn't ask, ask me for an ID. She didn't ask me. I had to give it to her. And I'm like, well, man, it's that's because legally, yep. We are actually not allowed to ask you for ID. We can ask you for ID if verification issues come up, but it's only then. Otherwise, we go off of your sample ballot, your vote, or if you give us your ID, we will use it. Because actually one of the cool things about this tablet is it's totally programmed. We take the back of the driver's license, that little barcode on yep. your sample ballot, uh, your voter registration card bar, any one of those will trigger the bloop, 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 and you'll pop up in our system. Does
3: it make that sound?
5: Uh, no, I do So it. is it okay.
4: not asking for ID a state thing? Because I feel like... Yes, okay, it is. Because in Texas we were required... To exactly. Show our ID.
3: You're
2: damn right. Because Texas, imagine that. I know.
5: Yeah, really. Well, it's you know what's funny. I had oh, this conversation evil. with our with our our mild libertarian friend Lewis Major meh
0: Mild. Mild. Uh, well,
5: as opposed to the severely uh, crazy one Ben that uh, sometimes I talk about. Yes. You um, still talk to that dude? Uh, yeah, on occasion. Oh, we haven't. Man. We haven't unfriended. I don't think we. I think we've muted each other on Facebook, but we haven't actually blocked. So anyway, that means
3: that means you're just curious if something tragic happens to the guy. Yeah.
5: Well, that and also occasionally something blows up or get someone gets shot, and I'll pop over there to see what what he's got to say. But <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, Major Meh, he was like, you know, uh, I think maybe we should have a voter ID card, and I said, I will agree to that only if it is mandatory, like a social security number and everyone gets one.
4: Everyone over the age of 18. And what yeah. do you say
5: to that? And, uh, and he's like, I agree. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what you know what you're agreeing to, Lewis, but that's all right.
0: Government. <laughs> Maybe talking. he'll
5: talk to me. But yeah, because, it and it's really funny, because like requiring a voter ID or coming up with a voter ID card, is, is one, isn't is that the ultimate step in, in big national government? Everyone having their papers? Mm-hmm. Yep. you know so it's yeah. it and and it's so funny because you hear the one side talking about being the side of freedom and and just about everything they suggest is all about Take and bag s- yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I so you know but it this has been quite the experience Everyone I work with is is dedicated to actually the system they actually believe in the system they believe in what they're doing. No one that I'm working with has any desire whatsoever to affect anyone's vote or opinion of vote. And we want to make sure that they get their vote in and also the vast majority of people who come through. And because these are primaries, we know their party. We actually confirm it. That's actually part of our job is to confirm, Ah, oh, you're Republican. That's what you want, you know. So, with all of that, everyone has actually been incredibly polite and patient. New system. So, of course, uh, we're having glitches all over the place. But, um, yeah, I'm you know, it's been interesting. I'm just exhausted because it's 12, 13-hour days. And Jeez. it's just, and it's endless. Kit is pissed as hell at me.
3: I gotta think, okay, why is it no one ever asks candidates... Like the the hard questions, like okay, so do you prefer Star Wars or Star Trek? Do you, yeah, really. Do you like Marvel or DC? Because mm-hmm. when they ask them that stuff, they're wishy washy. Oh, everyone, uh, is there's something for everybody, and everyone's having a good time. I'm happy. No, fuck you. You have an opinion. <laughs> Let's hear it. It's something you know? that
2: they go through when they're uh, when they're training how to answer questions is that, is to not actually answer any question, but to ha- yeah. basically read a predetermined and we've Statement. seen
5: why and we've seen deflect. why because that's when deflection. you get the guy who says what's on his mind and says what he prefers and, and says what he believes apart. we've got Trump <laughs> what does everybody say about Trump what does everybody who loves Trump say he, he isn't your typical politician he doesn't play by the game you know where he you know what he thinks he says what he means or, and blah, exactly blah, blah, yeah. exactly and that's why you get what that that blandness Barry because I though, hate
4: that blandness
5: yeah well you know what I, I, I,
3: here's I mean, the the man coming
4: non-bland without So stupid? here's the problem i don't and know we've talked about this and we're not making this politics show but i just the way our government is structured and set up if you go into office really wanting to affect change and make some real improvements and shake things up and really get people to listen to what you have to say most of the time you're only getting one term so there's a reason why a lot of people don't do that so some of them will take the path of i'm going to play the long game and do what i can and try to move things in a softer easier way so that i don't get shoved out the door right away but then you have some people who try that and they get burned out and then they just yeah start
5: or they, or they, or they find a middle ground where they try to affect, and China, then they do But nothing. they also try to continue functioning. Right, they do nothing. All I,
4: ask is
3: whether or not they like Marvel or DC. Yeah,
5: AOC, I mean, she actually damn near didn't run right after her first yeah, term. Yeah, I know. And oh, and, and think, it
2: was yeah. oh, So and also it's because uh, when they were envisioning Congress in the beginning, when they were setting up. How it works. It was never envisioned as a career. Right. It was. No career. I'm politics. a farmer. No, 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 I worked during the day, right. and then I go. When, when
4: necessary. Yeah, yeah. When
2: necessary, I go in, we debate the issue, we vote, and then I go back to whatever right. my day job was.
5: Do you do senator a couple terms? You do a few stints in the House, maybe, but you're not really in politics forever and a day. And kind of like
0: how I
4: feel like state politics still is in a lot of places. You go yeah. for like a month and you do your stuff, right. and then you're on hiatus for months and i feel like some states i mean you can still do it that way but yeah not the federal and
5: when and when mitch mcconnell's in charge of congress you you get that in federal
2: government i should run for something what's also fascinating is that uh professional baseball was a lot like that too you had a day job you took uh, a few weeks off to go play your games you'd go back to your job you'd go back to playing a few games so early days of the major major league baseball you weren't Paid except for when you were playing your game.
4: Random question: Was baseball the first professional sport in the United States?
2: Competitive eating. Um, No, that I don't know for sure.
5: I think uh, I think we pretty much were. Although it'd be interesting actually to uh, like Jeffrey Raw to uh, to expound upon which came first, because uh, football or baseball? Yeah, football, uh, NFL. Goes back just to the early twentieth century, right? right but Base- college football, didn't it start? Before? Co- college for football goes back further, but that's uh, not professional. No, yeah, I know, but I know. Uh, but major league. So I wonder. I'm pretty sure, sure, sure it was baseball. Wasn't it baseball? Was baseball I, th- I think they might have been maybe even uh, early uh, twenty super early, like the first decade. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting.
2: All right, well, let's get back to Weekend geek. Uh, A perfect storm of mega-franchises covering... (laughs) Covering. Converging on (laughs) summer's unofficial start led to sensational box office and TV ratings haul over the long Memorial Day weekend. Enticed by Tom Cruise, Tatooine, and The Upside Down, a theatrical triple threat, if there ever was one, fans turned out in droves to set new viewership records all around. Top Gun Maverick soared in theaters through its hugely anticipated May 27th, 27th debut bu- weekend, ranking in a Memorial Day box office record of 160 million in the US and 300 million worldwide hmm. via the number crunchers at Box Office Mojo. Amazingly, the 36 year wait for Pete Maverick Mitchell to get airborne once more didn't score that kind of success in an entertainment vacuum either. Top Gun Maverick buzzed the box office for Paramount even as fans voraciously binged on other entertainment, signaling maybe movie theaters and streaming TV screens really can coexist. Even when the schedule's packed. When they weren't flying into the... The movies over the weekend, tons of viewers were strapped into their seats back at home mm-hmm. thanks to twin debuts of Obi-Wan Kenobi at Disney Plus oh, and Stranger that? Things Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Stranger Things season 4 at Netflix. Though Disney Plus hasn't shared official numbers, both streamers announced record-setting viewership for their tentpole franchises, with Netflix reporting 286.79 million viewing hours for the May 25th seven-episode premiere of Stranger Things 4, Volume 1. So, so the story deadline, he, is the story here just people are watching TV and movies? It's it, that they set records.
4: In both yeah. avenues, in the theater yeah. and...
0: Simultaneously in the same simultaneously. weekend. Simultaneously, Something that's never happened... That- Sure.
2: Mm. Oh, okay. Barry, yeah, this, is, this is something that <laughs> no. has never happened before on the same weekend. You have a, a, a major tentpole franchise released in the theaters as well as on two separate streaming services, and all three of them set major records. Never before. Which, if he have let me finish reading the article, like, I would have gotten to. But oh, since,
0: uh, oh, shit. shit. Oh, Barry's
2: not interested, <laughs> so it's not news to well, him. Well, you I know, was trying to
3: figure out what the story Todd was. Todd
2: did tell us that Barry was wrong. Yep, yes, uh,
0: yep. he did. Uh, yeah. In fact,
2: why don't you read his uh,
3: his little quote there, Kirsten? Uh, whatever uh, his Barry was, His quote was, my name is Todd and I'm an asshole.
5: <laughs> nope. <laughs> whatever Barry just said, he's wrong. And if by chance he wasn't wrong, he's just ugly.
2: So yeah, I, I yeah. guess basically both yeah. of those there just apply. Uh and of course now I've lost my place. Oh. So oh. You, you
5: were at oh. Oh. Oh.
2: Bowie oh Bowie, Bowie, Bowie Kenobi.
1: Bowie, Bowie Kenobi. Zoe Bowie nice. Zoe Bowie. Yes. Oh. No. Boo.
3: <clears throat>
2: anyway, even without providing oh, <laughs> even without <laughs> providing detailed viewership data. Uh, Disney Plus served up similar superlatives for the premiere week performance of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, the weekend premiere window following the May 27th debut of the limited Star Wars series, first two episodes lifted Old Ben's self-imposed Desert Exile to become the most watched Disney Plus original series premiere globally to date, based mm. on hours streamed and in an opening weekend. Opening? Reports deadline. Ob- opening. Opening. Opening?
5: Opening Kenobi weekend. <laughs> Kenobi, Wobi, Zoe, Bowie, Zoe Bowie, Bowie opening.
1: Bowie. Kenobi, <laughs> It's so trying to be nice and not. not be, nice. Time to be nice. Are
4: we all just tired? Does this sound like we're all just? Uh, tired? He's got
2: the Torgo virus.
3: <laughs> it's the mic.
4: It's the tongue twister. It
2: could be the microphone. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of Star Wars. Boba Fett and Fennec Shand are heading for Black Spire Outpost. Oh, yeah. At Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022 in the From a Far Galaxy Far, Far Away to Disney Park Near You panel, it was announced that the daimyo of Tatooine and his loyal advisor will stake a claim in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland Park <sighs> starting on May 28th, which was last week. Uh, the duo's appearance will constitute an untold tale in their journey, and visitors may encounter Boba and Fennec as they attempt to remain in the shadows. But the central characters of the Book of Boba Fett are not the only visitors coming to Batu. The Mandalorian and his ward Grogu will also arrive at Star Wars Galaxy Edge at a later date. Hmm. In addition, the panel featured a look back at the history of Star Wars at Disney Parks from Star Wars start... Ugh. God damn it. Dude. Star Trek. From Star Tours to Star Wars Launch Bay to Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Fans were treated to rare footage, including the Star Tours commercial and the making of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which featured the surreal sight of two Millennium Falcons parked next to each other. Wow. Scott Trowbridge, portfolio creative executive wow. for Walt Disney Imagineering. Discussed many of the new activations coming to Disney Cruise Lines, Disney Wish, as well as products in development with an early look at a functioning Cam Tono. If what? anybody knows what a Cam Tono is. No. I what? had to look it up. What is it? It's that thing that was a little vault that... was. Oh, that Gorgir was in? Th- yeah. Well, no, it's the thing that they made. Lo- it was out of an old ice cream maker where you twist the thing and the sides pop open and it has stuff inside of it. All the credits. In Season 1 Mandalorian, the, the, that's where the, uh, metal the Beskar was. was. Yeah. That's oh, a, that's okay. a Cam Tono. So what are you going to keep in there? And you get one. I don't know, but apparently they're making one, and like you're your going to be able to purchase it.
3: What's it, What's going to be in there, though?
2: Whatever think. you put in it. Okay. Here's a question: Those characters, do they have like a story
3: that's that that, that you could follow or something? Um, I'm
2: are- honestly, I'm hoping they do because there's as much fun as it was to see um, Ray and Chewbacca running around. And then you know the limited interactions with uh, the stormtroopers and Kylo Ren. There's really not much going on other than like limited yeah. interactions with you. When I when the last two times that I went together, and Galaxy's if you've Edge. been
4: there a couple of times, you've seen what they do. Yeah. so it's not anything new.
2: Okay, I was thinking like maybe there's some extra story going on, some kind of
3: story. So line. I think that's
4: why they're adding new characters.
2: I thought that was. The, I will say that I think that was the biggest mistake. Is that um, I don't know if everybody's aware of this, but the stormtroopers have uh, little buttons on their Fingers their blaster with responses. that have a very limited selection of responses to things. So everything is predetermined except for the order in which it um, you know they trigger it. So I always thought that was a big mistake because it's very simple to put a microphone in there and have them be able to interact but with the But you know the why they do that? Why?
4: Because they don't have to pay them speaking and face actor wages. So speaking and face actors Ah. at Disney,
1: right? Fucking Disney man, they get Um, all the money. They
4: are in the union, right? So they're in the Actors Guild. Okay. They actually make so when I worked there in the late '90s, they made like twenty five dollars an hour starting. Oh, sorry,
3: everyone. uh, Deb used to work at Disney. Everyone drink.
4: Yep. So I did
2: too, but I worked in um, on stage, which was the Disney catalog. Yeah.
4: There you go. So. Anyway, so that's the difference. So I now they are a costume character right. like Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse and they get paid minimum wage. Right. They're not union.
2: Wow. That makes sense.
4: Yes, that's why they do that. So don't Which think is a funny because that's
2: never come up in any of the, th- the articles I've read why they don't... Because for- it's Disney I mean, and they don't talk about that stuff. Well, I, I knew that, that speaking characters get paid more, like the princesses when they do the photo ops because they're interacting with the guests. And I know some of the co- costumed characters have... Uh, Pre-recorded responses that they can trigger as well now with uh, the kids. Like uh, I don't think they have it at Disneyland. Last time I was there, but um, they I it in did the meet see and greet it at
4: areas. Yeah, yeah,
2: I did see that in some videos at Disney World where so they were triggering. They were doing uh,
4: it in the meet and greets in Toontown for uh-huh. Mickey and Minnie okay. for a while. Yeah,
3: Which I least. heard they had a, a, a voice actor doing stuff with Mickey while Mickey was in the.
4: No, that was Nemo. That's Nemo
3: nemo what? yeah in the, the fish
4: in the interactive nemo show that they do that's yeah, the, that's what they do there is an actor who like interactive so show. they, they pick people out of the audience but crush the turtle yeah.
2: would, would respond
3: to and people. that's an
4: actor kind of hanging out up, like he above oh, seeing oh, the audience oh. and speaking through the screen yeah okay so crush yeah the crush thing yeah. well i just
3: thought maybe there was some story it'd be neat if there was but i can understand why there wouldn't be because and again everyone drink we're talking about star trek the experience as much story as we came up with as a walk around characters, no one cared. They just want a picture and move on. Right. You know, there you go. Like they I walk up to
1: you, you're What's the rule acquisition number, whatever, whatever.
2: And they, I say, go fuck yourself. They just wanted to rip your ears off, Barry. Yeah, I, know.
5: I was going to say, how long is
2: growth going right? to go before his ears are ripped off?
4: Because right. that happened once. And well,
2: yeah. I have a feeling that it's it's you're going to have the Mandalorian always holding it and, and keeping it away from the guests the animatronic and it'll be,
3: you or know, it'll be
4: in like his satchel. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Some
3: people are going to touch it. People are going to try and grab oh, it. Oh, They'll uh, have security. Uh, I mean, oh Disney
4: yeah. is really good about having, I mean, yeah. Kylo Ren, he has always security around him and he really only ever gets close to kids. If you've ever paid like, because when, yeah. pay attention next time we go, he only ever gets close to children. Otherwise security kind of buffers him from yeah. people.
2: You know, Cause, those cause are just waiting to just pounce on somebody mm-hmm. to get my picture with Chewbacca. Uh, they had two handlers with him, and they were walking very close and making sure the path was clear. And they were like stepping forward just slightly ahead to clear the path. And I said, "Oh, Chewbacca, can I get my picture?" He nods, comes over, and the handlers are like, "Yeah, here, we'll take your picture for you." And they hand right took my camera and took it, and then and then of course cleared the the crowd that was starting to form so they could move on.
4: So my interaction with Chew- with Chewie was really cool because I have Chewbacca Mickey ears. Oh, nice. And I was there with my sisters and we were just talking and Chewie was walking through the store area and he just walked right up to me and put his, his hands on my shoulders and was uh-huh. like, looked at my thing and was like, and I was like, oh my nice. God, <laughs> it was cool. It was fun. Cause like I wasn't even paying attention. And the next thing I know I turn around and Chewbacca's standing right there. It's like, okay.
3: How did he smell?
4: He didn't. Ooh, you know, smell. It's an actor in a costume.
3: They didn't like oh. put a couple drops. Th- okay, there was this Klingon. That, that that used to uh, put like this earthy like pine kind of smell on his on his Klingon. Talking to the microphone, Barry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um just because he thought that well, they should have like a like a smell. The Klingons should have Well,
5: a smell. you also want to cover. I it know wouldn't my be lion pine. costume by the end of the work week. Oh, well, God. I'm sure. They sent that out to clean flamethrower (laughs) Uh, every it was too expensive to destroy but that thing would go out when they could they'd do it every week because it was getting ripe but it was really funny because when they were still trying to figure out that program and everything they sometimes let it go on a little long and uh, it's funny they wouldn't they didn't care what I had to say it wasn't until guests complained that they're like oh we got to get this washed (laughs) yeah no shit
2: I could never figure out how they were able to keep using those the Borg outfits at Trek Mm -hmm. because that rubber always smelled, and it didn't matter how many times they hit it with that spray alcohol mix. I'm like, that's not doing anything.
5: And we had the Borganism. Yeah, you know, guys were getting uh,
4: rashes and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. I've said (laughs) it before. (laughs) (laughs) I will say it again. We need scratch and sniff. Papers that we can give out to Kofi members, so that when we talk about things like, oh, Star Trek: The Experience, uh, the, okay. the outfits were just disgusting. All right, everyone, scratch number six and
2: take a whiff. Wow.
4: Wow. <laughs> I think wow. it's a great idea.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on.
4: I used to collect scratch
3: and sniff stickers. I love scratch and sniff stickers. I remember one smelled like fried chicken. Says a lot about you. Maybe Mary. that's why
4: you can't smell anything anymore.
3: Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. wow. Why is it a wow? Yes. Is that right a wow? <laughs> I, 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 think, I, I think you were you I think I'm going to go
5: with a wow because, yeah, you're Mr. you're Mister Bartender uh, little cook guy. And huh? you can't smell. Uh, what the fuck?
0: Well, no, She smells
2: everything. It's creepy.
0: It
2: well, is. yeah. I hate it. Women do that. Yeah. They just, you know. That's why I breathe shallow. The nose like this, you can't help but smell everything. Man's got a point. Wait a minute.
5: And look at Deb's nose, that thing's tiny compared to yours,
2: yeah, why do you yeah. think I breathe shallow? I'm
4: but a if woman. she can
5: smell everything,
4: I can smell everything uh, more than most people I know, and it's annoying and obnoxious because there are definitely times that I wish I could not smell everything
2: uh, right anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that your uh, mind?
2: anyway and moving along moving exactly along. exactly. Anyway. According to Deadline, Jodie Foster will star in Night Country, the fourth season of True Detective, from Tigers Are Not Afraid director Issa Lopez. Anybody fans of True Detective? Nope. Um,
4: the first season, I yeah. saw some of it. I really enjoyed it, but I haven't seen it since.
2: First season was really good. Third season was, was pretty good with M- Mashal Ali. I, I just butchered his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. I tried a few episodes uh, of the second season. Second season yeah. was garbage. Uh, and it sucks, too, because I really liked all the actors that were in the second yeah. season. But the story, the story, the storylines, the writing, it was just horrible. Now, they're
3: completely unconnected, right, the season? Yeah. It, okay. Uh,
2: I think after the, se- the second season, they made it completely separate uh, stories, which is why I'm actually kind of intrigued by this one. Huh. Um, the new season is reportedly centered around detectives Liz Danvers, played by Foster, and Evangeline Navarro who are looking to solve the case of six men that operate the Tsalal Arctic Research Station, vanishing without a trace. When the long winter night falls done. in Ennis, Alaska, the, thing, done. the pair will have to confront the darkness they carry the vampires, in themselves done. and dig into the haunted truths that lie buried under the eternal ice. Haunted. Quote. It marks the first major TV role for Foster as an adult. The actor, who was 12 when she starred in Taxi Driver, Featured in such series as Gunsmoke, My Three Sons, ABC's TV spinoff of Paper Moon as a child, but has not had a starring role on the small screen since 1975.
3: Wait a minute, weren't the the first three like gritty detective stories Mm -hmm. in like the city? Now they're going to to Ennis, Alaska. Now they're going to, oh, well still, they're going to the Arctic.
4: They got to change it up.
3: Arctic Circle. That's
2: it. Uh, She has, however, lent her voice to series such as Frasier, The X-Files, and The Simpsons, and has directed episodes of television such as Orange is the New Black, Black Mirror, and Tales from the Loop. Oh, yeah, I remember she... New season of True Detective. I'm actually kind of interested because uh, I believe 2017 or 2018 was the last last, uh, series last season oh
4: yeah it's been a while it's, for sure it's, it's pre-COVID. been quite
2: a while yeah it's definitely yeah pre-covid
4: but yeah no um we saw tales from the loop and i think i really did enjoy the episode she directed
2: i liked that series but it it there were there were elements of it i was just like i wanted more to the story Yeah, no, it i agree. just felt like it just ended abruptly and it's a
4: weird quirky story arc yeah. and now we're just going to do one episode and end it yeah yeah i agree
2: so, yeah. And then, of course, it got canceled, so there's not going to be any more episodes because I really wanted to know what was going on in that, that facility that they had down there.
4: And why all these odd yeah. things, yeah. Exactly. I hate
2: that when they when they do that with stories where it's like, there's
3: this great story that they're telling off camera. Like Cloverfield. Oh.
2: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> also also uh, announced at the same time we'll agree, as... We'll as uh, Star Wars Celebration, but not part of Star Wars Celebration, uh, Disney and Lucasfilm are making a return to the magical world of Willow later this year. The 1988 fan-favorite fantasy is coming back as a series with the premiere set for, fall, for this fall, actually, on Disney+, Plus, with Warwick Davis set to return as the titular character. However, the first season of the new series won't see Val Kilmer's beloved character, Mad Mardrigan, return to the fold, but that doesn't mean his fingerprints aren't all over the story. According to the creative team uh, behind the series, Mad Mardigan is a major factor in the series and Kilmer will be the only actor to play him if he ever does appear on screen again. The first teaser trailer for Willow was released uh, last Thursday during the Lucasfilm panel at Star Wars Celebration. Fans got to see the franchise's new generation of heroes for the first time and learn about how Mad Mardigan's legacy continues through the series. It was confirmed that Kit, played by Ruby Cruz, is the daughter of Kilmer's character. Executive producer Jonathan Kasdan explained during the event just how important Mad Mardigan is still to the story at large. He's a huge part of this story with this series, Kasdan said. Val has been in communication with Joanne Wally and I, and Mad Mardigan is a character in the story that we didn't get to shoot with on season one. We have made him a major figure in the story. It sounds as though there may be plans to feature Mad Martigan in this series at some point, but no such plans have been revealed to the public.
4: I mean, Taylor, he can't, I don't think he can act anymore. Uh,
2: he can still act, he just has no voice. That's what I mean.
4: Like, so he can, maybe he can do stuff. But well,
2: it's, it's interesting you say that, because the story that I initially had put in here and then omitted later on, uh, there is a company that he's been working with, and they've developed an AI that recreates his voice so they basically took samples of every film and television uh, project that he's ever been even interviews and they've been able to recreate his voice and they can adjust it to match the inflections necessary for the scene and then he can communicate with them uh, through text or you know he's got a a little tablet he writes on and um, also types and, and says this is what I'm thinking you know um, they did a little bit of it in Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. but yeah. the possibilities are basically endless. Because um, he's he's been writing, he wrote a poem um, that they had him, or they had this company recreate with the, the AI voice. So it's very possible he'll be able to do acting roles in the future, and then just basically have to mouth the words, and then he can go in in the post production process and have them match the intonation to what he intended his performance so it's not impossible for him to return in fact uh because this is a recent development it's actually more likely you'll get to see him because they've already um shot most of willow season one so i'm i'm actually very interested i would love to see him return in uh, like a season well, I, mean, I went through, season i love
4: him as an actor and just know it's difficult losing your voice after yeah. having it your whole life and right he's, you know not young so
2: no
3: Tell you what I want to see or hear, for that matter, is I wanted the DVD version of this to come out with uh, Kilmer's voice as a as a track, mm-hmm. and then you could replace that track with like Chewbacca.
2: Okay. <laughs> um. Anyways. What? What? <laughs> yeah. All right, and finally. Joe Quesada, the fan-favorite comic artist who became a Marvel editor in 1998 and eventually the chief creative officer of the company, will part ways with the comic's publisher. Quesada announced via social media that today is his last day at Marvel and that after more than 20 years, he is looking forward to facing new challenges. Quesada, who worked with the acclaimed indie book Ash with collaborator Jimmy Palmati, Palmiati. Yes. In the, Palmiati, Palmiati. Thank yeah. you. In the 90s, came to Marvel in 1988 as the artist on Daredevil. Mm. Quesada and Palmiati ran the mature readers line, Marvel Knights, for the publisher, and by mm. 2000, Quesada had been named editor in chief. I remember that. Quesada was. Oh, here we go. Better, Sorry. Better, better. I, no, I I started to repeat the same sentence. I realized that it's similar to the next sentence. Oh. So my bad. Uh, Casado was named Chief Creative Officer of Marvel Entertainment in 2010, just after the birth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe created a wave of new projects that he and his editors were responsible for. He left his editor-in-chief role in January 2011, being replaced by Axel Alonso. His position was retitled as Executive Vice President and Creative Director in 2019. He says, quote, When I first jumped into the world of comics, my goal was to create my own character, stories, and universes. Quesada said in a statement posted to social media. Then one day, Marvel made me an offer that changed the trajectory of my life. During his time at Marvel, Quesada oversaw a number of major innovations and overhaul's of the line. He was largely responsible for One More Day, the controversial Star- Spider-Man story that removed Peter Parker, Mary Jane Watson marriage from continuity and allowed for a soft reboot of the Spider-Man comics. He also rolled out Marvel Max, a mature, re- mature reader's label with Brian Michael Bendis and looked to his indie roots to take, on, take risks on creators like Bendis, Michael Avon... Emming? I, I don't know how you pronounce that name. Uh, Michael Avon-Emming and others who brought an energy to Marvel that was anything but the house style at the time. Casada is also widely credited or, depending on who you ask, criticized for embracing stories that are written with collected editions in mind. Writing for the trade is sometimes criticized for devaluing single issues of a comic but has become the most popular means of delivering story in recent years. Without bookstore sales, Consistently on the rise, Quesada also oversaw Marvel's move to day to and date digital releases of their comics, something that became impossible to resist, re, yeah, resist about a decade ago. Sheesh. are we an hour and forty in? We are an hour and forty in. <laughs> so yeah, so Casada leaving Marvel. Uh, I get. I I just read after I Going put this to article. No, he's gonna Dark Horse. Open a pizza shop. What's he doing? He's gonna. It's. It was. He was kind of vague, but it sounded like he was going to start his own line and do like original stories and stuff. So, doing the Stan Lee thing. Yeah, I can see how well that worked out for Stan Lee. Casada Industries. There you go. Who knows? Maybe he's going to write independently and then publish through, you know, one of the majors. It's all just speculation at this point until he, comes out and says exactly what he's going to do, but. He's definitely on to newer and other creative endeavors.
3: Sorry, I'm I, I'm paying attention, but in my head, I, I'm still on that celebrity voice thing. <laughs> what if they released like movies where you could replace two or three of the main characters' voices with famous voices? Like, instead of uh, like Conan, the Barbar- Conan the Barbarian, one of the greatest movies <laughs> of all. Wow. What it's, if it's we infectious. had the voice of Gilbert
1: Gottfried? I mean, I didn't know you were going to go there with that because I was just thinking the same. I'm like Gilbert Gottfried. He's
4: a great celebrity voice. Yes, except that he's passed away, so he can't voice. Oh. those names. oh, he, he can. If they compile it, they
2: compil- yeah. How do you think we're going to do it? That's then, okay, that's but what then, this new AI system does.
4: Do you, you can think take some of these actors would sign up for their voices being replaced by somebody else? Money do you think the studios will be willing to pay that much more money to these really overpaid actors just to let their voices be overwritten
2: money? I'm actually fascinated from another completely separate aspect. Uh, A lot of times when actors go in for ADR, you have to additional dialogue recording for those who don't know. Um, that in film school? Yes. Everybody drink. Um, Uh A lot of times you have to come in and either replace your lines or re record your lines that you did on set because, you know, for some reason it's either not exactly what the director's looking for or there was a noise or something that screwed up the uh, on set tech. It happens a lot in every project.
1: A lot. lot. And they get all pissed off when they come in?
2: No, they're paid. No, the problem is they they do get paid to come in. So it's not that, most of the time they don't even care. They go in because, you know, it's additional money. But the biggest problem for a lot of productions is they have to schedule around the performers other projects. projects.
4: And so for high-demand actors, that's... Yeah,
2: high-demand actors, it's nigh impossible, especially, well, using Top Gun Maverick is a perfect example. Tom Cruise. Um, He was back and forth between that and uh, the new Mission Impossible film that's coming out next year. So, you know, having to jump into the uh, the sound studio and re-record lines, he had a very narrow window of time that he could do it and very limited number of days in which he could do it. So, um, But what's fascinating about this is if you've got an actor... Well, actually, even if you have an actor that maybe passes away during the project, um, you could theoretically use existing footage that you shot with that actor and then use this AI tool to put the lines that they didn't get a chance to read. So, there you go. Um, I yeah. think there's a market there. I seriously think I mean no
3: bullshit. Well, I no, think there's a market for this, this where actors can say, okay, well I'll I'll uh, sell the rights to my voice instead of me right. having to go and do it. Yeah. So sure. Again the I'm going to go with the estate of Gilbert Gottfried, who has such an amazing voice, right? Imagine him delivering the lines of Patrick
2: Swayze in Roadhouse. You know? Let's just... The the only thing I could think of that would counteract that, uh, Barry, is especially for actors that are living, you know, it's been my experience, you know, when I was in the sound booth doing ADR, there's a lot of artists or actors that, you know, they consider themselves artists, so they they have to be there for that they want to be there to re-record those lines I don't want somebody overdubbing their work because that's their performance and their, their that's exactly what I said but they don't yeah. own the movie <laughs> studio
5: owns it Yeah. yeah, yeah the, the mouse comes in and turns yeah. them into a pretzel what if what if what if they're like Shatner and they say sabotage and when you say they, sabotage when they, when I they, say they, sabotage yeah exactly <laughs> don't correct me don't correct it me it sickens me <laughs> So you know what, what? What about what about you know? He's just sitting back listening
2: to all that Shatner stuff out there, and he's just like, "God, this sickens me." <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I you know, it's another tool in the repertoire. So it's a, yeah, yeah. It um, has both positives and negatives. I oh, can sure. perceive for the future, but uh, I want to see I want to see Darth Vader on screen,
3: and I want to see him voiced by Fran Drescher.
2: That you know it's interesting you mentioned Darth Vader because that's one I was thinking of while I was watching uh Obi-Wan and uh they got James Earl Jones back to do the voice. Spoilers. But as I'm sitting there well I mean he's it's in he it's I common knowledge he's going to be
3: it. I can't do the friend <laughs> ju- I can't do the friend <laughs> ju- Oh my goodness. Just feel it.
5: I haven't sensed this since uh, uh so long
2: ago. God.
3: <laughs> I would pay. So that was
2: That was so, so cringe worthy. I can't and it and it's not even just your performance, it's the, just the thought of of Gilbert Gottfried. doing the circle doing those is lines.
5: now complete, Jeff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then
3: Joe Pesci doing Luke Skywalker. Okay. If okay, I I okay, wanna see okay, Joe okay, Pesci do okay. all the lines. All the lines. All the lines. I wanna see all him do the beeps and boops from R2 D Two
2: and I wanna see him do c 3 po and Princess Leia, that would be creepy. But anyway, what I was starting to say was that James Earl Jones is, what, 90 now? Yeah. I mean...
4: He can't do any more Darth Vader. His voice sounds... It's trying, like he's trying too hard to get the words out. He can't... That forceful, you know like the deeper yeah it's just not there you well hear the it.
2: older you get your voice no, i know, know. because that's thing. like yeah you can
4: hear it in his voice his age
2: because shoot look at patrick stewart in the last season of picard there were a lot of times where you know that he was struggling to get that forceful tone in his
3: voice yeah. and it just the wasn't shakespearean yeah. stage
4: actor um. volume yeah. who
2: remembers the
3: wonderful comedy kung pao enter the fist oh hell yeah okay well there was a th- thing on there where you could trend, you could turn the, the lines into that wee-wee-wee
4: sound <laughs> yeah, that they on did. on the DVD.
3: Yep. Yeah, you could do that. So, why
2: not? There you go. Put a little Gilbert Gottfried in your...
3: But that you
4: know? was a B-movie comedy film. But it's nice
2: to know that you probably still have Vader's voice around long after James Earl Jones Oh, yes. Gone. Oh, yes. Because... Let's just face it. Disney is not going to stop making new Star Wars. They're <laughs> making too much money off of it. Well, they have a whole freaking
4: land in their theme parks. Yeah. yeah.
5: And eventually it'll be, you know. And Of course I speak bocce.
0: It's like
3: a second language to me. <laughs> I love it. Yay. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to watch Star Wars and you're going to do all the lines.
0: <laughs> all we're gonna the
3: pick, lines? We're going to pick like four or Quite five wild. different celebrities.
2: Oh, you see, I would.
3: Oh, there's an idea for Kofi. Everyone here has got to get very familiar with a goofy celebrity voice, yeah. and we'll overdub Star Wars. There you go. Oh, and you can put I, this, and you yeah. say, all right. How about
4: a different hit, movie? Hit Make a play different movie. when
3: it goes, da, 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 you know, and then uh, it, it'll just sync up.
4: Yeah, well,
5: Matt, if you can't do a voice, then you do your voice. Oh. This yeah. way, so when people, uh, you know, are listening on the Kofi the, in Australia, and then- They're they like, we know that guy. The- yeah. Yeah, I can't really do voices either.
4: I remember that guy. Well,
3: then you get to do R2. Ago,
1: in, uh,
4: I can definitely do the droid sounds, for sure.
3: There you okay. go. Far, far All away. And I, I can talk like
4: I'm from like,
0: <laughs> the old can westish, ish like Oh, that's we're it.
3: walking, I guess. Since we're going to play this over <laughs> Star Wars, you oh, have to no. also do the sound effects. So, give me a lightsaber sound.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? a lightsaber. What the
3: fuck? What kind of lightsaber sound is that? We're about to put lightsabers in our new house. A bunch of them. You need to be able to make the sound. Let's give it another try. <laughs> no no pressure. pressure. Wow, wait
5: a minute. Okay, that I'm was la- Chewbacca waking up.
3: You can't do it. i I'm laughing. Bsh- I am <laughs> laughing. Everyone knows how to do the... Bsh- <laughs> bsh- 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 what the fuck go. is that? That's the sound of a i not a lightsaber.
4: What's your okay. bishoo? bishoo?
2: Write to us. Comments at GeekShockPodcast.com.
0: <laughs>
2: and until next week, I am 80s Jeff. Commander K.
3: Maple Leaf a Matt. Vlarg who can actually do sound effects, I guess.
2: I remain unconvinced.
4: And up. This... And we'll
2: talk to you next week in
4: Geek. This lightsaber
2: do.
4: <laughs> from your father.
5: That I kept up my
3: ass (laughs) (laughs) 10 years. You're changing the lines now. You can't change the lines. They have to be delivered.
4: In Christopher Walken? In
2: Christopher Walken. (laughs) He's combining the two films. He's doing a good job, and you
3: cut him off. Nah, he's doing some bullshit where he's changing the lines. I want the lines exactly. He's combining Pulp Fiction and and Star Wars together. He doesn't like that. And
2: and you have to learn to accept such things, Barry.
3: No, they're already in the same universe. Because technically Star Wars is in this universe it just happened a long time ago to galaxy far far away mm, oh okay.
2: burn
3: or something there you go yeah, or okay. burn or something That's or burn, uh, burn or something bur, 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 well then i want the force
4: the force should exist
3: yeah but midichlorians don't exist in this universe oh balls oh, sorry in this galaxy,
4: galaxy. oh double balls I can, it's
3: not I, working th- no it doesn't yeah. i try that all the time when i want the remote and try to do like the jedi mind shit and it's i'm just trying not. to force choke you
2: right now and it's not working <sighs> failure
5: force choking the chicken i'm I'm channeling torgo
2: right now i'm trying to force choke you and it's just not working don't channel torgo don't don't ever want to be like torgo i'm in his chair i'm using his board and his microphone and his headphones and his underwear and for some reason i have this really hard to suppress hatred towards you right now oh my (laughs) normally you hide it very well that's uh,
0: just
1: that's that's not unique to torgo though no no
2: no, but it's it is a torgo trait Hmm. torgo trait Cor-go-trade. Cor-go-trade. Cor-go-trade.
5: Zoe Bowie Kenobi never told you what happened to your father.
4: <laughs> I want to see this movie.
3: Oh my god.
4: Yeah, but with the, the made up lines from Kirsten, not Barry one. I
5: am your father.
3: Oh, and then uh Sylvester Stallone has to do all uh, the that's Oh that's my god! No, that's <laughs> impossible. It's,
0: it's impossible. impossible.
2: I don't know what's going on over here. It's not true.
1: Uh, Uncle Owen, uh, I want to go to Tashi uh, Station.
2: But I want to go to Tashi <laughs> Station. Right. The I don't convers. know what you're
5: doing, uh, Matt, but
1: that's
2: uh, your voice. That, that <laughs> that's your
0: celebrity <laughs> impression. <It's> just, <laughs>
4: Is it like your mix of William Shatner and somebody else? That's what it sounds like.
5: Sabotage. Uh,
1: Luke Skywalker, Sabotage. I'm here to rescue you. Sabotage.
3: <laughs> it sickens me. <laughs> you know I'm going to put thought into this. Oh, yeah right. you keep
2: thinking about that I'm gonna he will